Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel to the Joker, got away. Welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the Batman's 1966 television show and talk about it. But today, we're not talking about it. Today, we're talking about the 1992 Batman theatrical feature, Batman Returns. It's a Christmas special. Yay! Uh... I am a man, and I have a name. It's Kendall. I am also a man, and I have a name, and it's Scott. I am not a man, but I do have a name, and it's Kayla. <laughs> so Batman Returns. Uh... Hey, did you uh, did you watch this when you were a kid in 1996? Oh, yeah, I saw this one in the theater. Or 92, sorry. I can't believe I said 96. I don't know where that I didn't even catch that. Yeah. 56, 96. Yeah, that might have been where it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. It's the it's the 30th anniversary. Did I say that already? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's the 30th anniversary. It's the movie takes place at Christmas. It's Christmas time. So it was like we were we were discussing uh, potentially doing a Christmas special, and like this one just kind of made sense. Um, so here we are. And I have not watched this movie in like 20 years. Uh, and I probably won't watch it again for another 20 years, if I'm being honest, at the huh. top of the show. Dang. Um, but, you know, I didn't dislike revisiting this. But I, I I didn't watch this in theaters when I was a kid. But, man, I remember the marketing blitz for it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we should. Should we start with that? Like, what, yeah, what's like, your experience? What's your memories of this movie? So. Obviously, when we were kids, Batman 89 was like the biggest thing ever. Um, and we all watched that. And then I remember seeing like going to like my movie theater and seeing like posters and trailers and stuff for this and being like, I don't know, this looks kind of not fun. And I remember like, but I remember being everywhere, like all kinds of like Mark, like uh, McDonald's toys, commercials. I think there was another round of cereal for this. I remember the marketing for it being like way bigger than 89. Now, to be fair, I was like, seven versus four so i probably was more aware of like marketing stuff in general in 1992 but i remember being everywhere and just like i was not interested in watching it at least not in theaters i did eventually see it on vhs or it might have been playing on tv i don't remember which i also remember the marketing batman 89 was insane like paved the way for the modern comic book movie and with the sequel, they saw an opportunity to make even more money. And you kind of can see that in the film itself. It's much more toyetic yeah. uh, than Batman 89 was. And yeah, it was everywhere. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was rad. Uh, I still enjoy it. Uh, though I don't think it's not without its problem. So what about you, Kayla? Um. I have very vague memories of watching it as a kid because my brother and my dad were really into it. Um, but I will say that like, even being like a very tiny child and not remembering much of the movie, 
I can tell you that Danny DeVito's penguin was like implanted in my integral memories as a human being. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I think he's either the best part or at least the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah, definitely. I would say he's the standout performer. Yeah, he's yeah, the part of the I movie. do too, but I wasn't sure how you guys were feeling. Oh, yeah, he he yeah. by far. I mean, yeah, honestly, him and anything steals the show for me. Like, I like that Danny DeVito. Yeah. So I think we're going to take this episode a little bit different than the way we did our last special and our normal episodes. It's really long to just go scene by scene. Yeah, a full theatrical length movie would take a long time for us to recap the way we usually do. At least Scooby-Doo was like, what, 20 minutes? You know, like... Uh, it was 40 minutes. Was it 40 minutes? It's not so long. <laughs> yeah. That felt so long for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but it's not so much more different than our normal, like, <laughs> like a normal episode of Batman 66. Yeah. But, you know, I do kind of want to touch on certain things. We'll, we'll be describing the movie in a vague order, just so we don't miss anything we really, really like. Yeah, and then I guess spoiler warning, but like this movie's 30 years old. So like, sorry, (laughs) you know, just in case maybe someone only knows Batman from uh, the Batman. Yeah. Maybe someone only knows Batman from our podcast. Yeah, that's true. Are we allowed to critique? Is that what are we supposed to? I don't want to mess up the flow of Batcast 66. I mean, we, you can definitely say what you like, what you don't. Yeah, like. it's part part of the fun is the discussion, you know, that comes from what you like, what you don't like, different thoughts and opinions. But yeah, we, we'll probably just do a quick flyby view of the summer of the events of the movie, and then I think we'll just kind of jump into it. Yeah. So should we take it from the top? Yeah, let's take it from the top. Cool. Yeah, we open. I believe it's thirty three years ago. Yeah, it, it definitely was over 30 because I remember being like, I remember thinking I was like, oh, I'm older than the penguin in this movie. <laughs> we go to a mansion or a manor, if you will, a cobblepot manor, and staring out the window is Pee Wee Herman. And who's the wife? The wife play is played by um uh, I forget the name, but it's his love interest in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, both people who've, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, directed Tim by Tim Burton. Yeah. You know how he is. He loves to reuse actors. I think a lot of directors like tend to do that, which yeah, is fine. Especially, I mean, hey, I feel dirty calling him this, but especially all tour directors. Yeah. We'll get into I have opinions on tim burton that have changed over the years um, but we'll, we'll get into that later yeah so yeah they have a horrible baby it just a monster baby yeah. i mean the doctor is gagging as he leaves the delivery room. yeah the nurse or she's weeping yeah she's like running from the room <laughs> uh yeah the penguin that's their baby yeah and they throw it into the river. You know, and we are paused like on the scene. We have it just playing in the background. Um, we're paused on the scene of like the 
the zoo, right? It's an abandoned zoo. He eventually floats into like a zoo, I think. Yeah, but if you look at the silhouette, do you see the big penguin head? I didn't take time to actually look at it before. See it? So I feel like Tim Burton does like cool stuff like that in his scenery. Uh, is that the zoo though? Because it's in a theme park. Because this is 33 years later. Oh, this is 33 years earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So what do we think it is? Because there's like all of these ducks and stuff too, which we will, they come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he, they, it's a they, Tim Burton-esque scene, like scenery. But yeah, anyway, they, they throw him in a river to drown him because he's a horrible monster and ate their cat or whatever that scene was. Yeah. Yeah, he ate their cat. He sure did. And I will hold that against him. Uh, in a very interesting choice, baby Oswald is, uh, we just follow his journey down through the sewer as the uh, Danny Elfman score plays. Yeah. Which again, Tim Burton. Yeah, that Elfman score is, you know, iconic, very closely associated with Batman, thanks to the animated series. Yeah. But yeah, so again, we, we flashed and we flash forward to the present day after it says, you know, Batman Returns. I forget exactly where it starts up after that, actually. So it starts, uh, it's in like the gotham square like the main square of the city Mm -hmm. um which is kind of like the big city set piece like we come back here a lot yeah it's their um like village square like uh like it's like their hill valley set set with the clock tower yeah and there's this giant christmas tree and everything yeah so we're at the the christmas tree lighting yeah yeah alfred is out Damn, I, I love Alfred in this movie. <laughs> I actually think I take back, I retract my statement, and I think Alfred is the best part of this movie. <laughs> and I will explain once we get to it. Yeah, his name's uh, Michael Go, right? He's good. yeah, another guy who pops up in uh, another Tim Tim Burton flick. He his final role is actually in a uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, really? Yeah, he's. He's old here. He is extremely old in that movie. The Sleepy Hollow was like within the next 10 years after this. Yeah. I didn't. Like, I want to say that's like the early 2000s. I like remember that. I think we're like middle school, high school. That's cool. Yeah. Remember that? It's like early Johnny Depp, which again, Johnny um, Edward Scissorhands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's here. We're kind of introduced to uh, two of the big players. Of course, we have. Michelle Pfeiffer playing Selena Kyle and uh, Christopher Walken playing Maxwell Shrek. Yeah, and he's got a donkey uh, and everything. <laughs> a character, I believe he was created for this movie. Yeah, as far as I know, he wasn't anything after this. I wouldn't be shocked if they like made him a character in the comics at some point after this movie. So, do you all know why Maxwell Shrek is in this movie? No, I have a theory, but I'm sure it's very wrong. Well, hit me with your theory, because I'll drop Is it. he supposed to be, like, Maxi Zeus because he does, like, power stuff? And they, they call him Maxi a couple of times? 
No, you're very wrong. I, I figured I was very wrong. Is it because Christopher Walken really likes Batman and they just made up a character so he'd be in the movie? Great guess, but <laughs> no. Uh, so let's uh, go back in time a little bit to Batman 89. All right. Batman 89 laid the seed for a future Batman villain with Billy D. Williams. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Uh, movie came out. Someone at Warner Brothers had a problem with Harvey Dent being black. Oh, come on. So this movie was started production. Billy D. Williams signed a contract to be in this movie as Harvey Dent. Uh, spoiler warning, we're going to skip to the end. Do you remember how Maxi dies in this movie? Uh, he got like electrocuted to death, right? Yeah, uh, an accident that would have uh, oh would have left him scarred. Oh, oh, so they were setting. So he would have been a third out. movie villain. Would have been Two Face. Yeah, which the third movie villain was Two Face, um, but just not the but same Two Face. Oh, no. yeah, the worst interpretation of Two Face ever. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Billy D. Williams all signed up to be in this movie. Uh, and then they were just like, no. That's so messed up. Yeah. Um, so, so this character is supposed great. to be Harvey Dent. And they picked Tommy Lee Jones instead. That's who two, is Two-Face, right? Mm-hmm. In Batman Forever. Weird Batman Forever is the worst of the four, in my Weird opinion. Weird choice. But... Yeah. Uh, Batman Forever is by far the worst wait is that the one with mr freeze too no that's batman and robin oh okay which a lot of people will say is one. the worst <laughs> i like that one yeah yeah but yeah so they had to create this maxwell shrek character that's why his like motivations feel very weird yeah i can see elements where that would work as harvey for harvey dent but it's all the catwoman stuff that doesn't gel with him for me then Mm. I mean, like I, can, I can see the mayor plot being something that like a district attorney would get involved with. Yeah, I don't sense. think it's supposed to be like a one to one. I'm sure it's not. It's just yeah. like, but if, if that's the only thing that like still remains from that, that's weird. Yeah, it's uh, Billy D. Williams made a lot of money not being in this movie. Yeah, I think they still had to pay him, right? They had to pay him, and then they had to pay him more for like buy him out. the contract mm. or whatever. Okay. So, yeah, I did. For, I did forget about that, but I do remember it now that you're talking about it. Yeah, and you know that I, I really think that affects the quality of this movie. This movie definitely feels like more studio than the than Batman '89. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like you're talking about, like you mentioned the toyetic elements, like that's a studio thing. Totally, totally. and that's only going to get worse as this series goes on, like infamously. Oh, yeah. Max Shrek, he's uh he I don't know what he owns. He seems to control so he has I assume probably a lot his fingers in a lot of pies because he's clearly got like a huge department store like Macy's at some point. But like he's his also big project to start in the beginning is he's trying, Yeah, he's trying to get like a power plant made that'll like be like super disruptive because then Bruce Wayne gets involved and like tries to stop that from happening. He's also gonna like a wannabe crime boss, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's dirty, you know, and corrupt. Oh, well, yeah, we, we find out a lot 
yeah over the course of the flick yeah but anyway but, yeah the tree lighting is explodinated by like goons. the red triangle circus gang yeah it's like a, yeah they're like clowns which makes you think choker yeah but, it's uh, such a weird call to have like clowns yeah right what like, is, like specifically when your previous flick had a clown villain maybe they yeah i I, I get that they're still. doing the thing where the penguin was like raising the circus as a freak so like it's circus folk that like he knows but like again yeah because it's clowns and we just had a clown villain and they have yet to establish that with the penguin in this movie the it kind of makes sense they're not penguin themed yeah for his scheme but, but like yeah it it's weird because like we hear rumors of a disgusting penguin man yeah in the suit that lives in the sewers or if you're gonna go the freak show route which i'm sorry that's not like my term that's just yeah the term like i feel like your lackeys would also be people that are like traditionally associated with like the bearded woman and like the person who can bend their body and contortionists and all that yeah. like i just feel like circus and freak show aren't interchangeable like they're two very different things i, I don't know it's weird it's weird choice. i guess penguin just needed bodies i guess yeah. but or like yeah like maybe now that the joker is in jail all of his lackeys needed a job the joker yeah maybe they were cheap now where is he is he dead he he fell off a building yeah, yeah, he's coming back though. If you didn't see him actually die, right? You saw his body on the ground. Okay. Yeah, we did. He's dead. Yeah, we saw him die. Okay, so then all those people are out of work. So yeah. All right, I'll buy it. And they only have one costume. <laughs> well, the Joker didn't have clown themed bat. Yeah, he took over like the mafia. What? It's yeah. all. It's like, oh, we missed this opportunity in the first one, so let's just throw it in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> This movie makes like a single reference to the first one um, through the character of Vicky Vale. Yeah, they mentioned Vicky yeah. Vale. Yeah. Yeah. Which was his like love interest in the first movie. Yeah. So anyway, the Red Triangle Gang interrupts the tree lighting. They're causing all this trouble. Steal the mayor's baby. No, not yet. Oh, that's not this part yet? Uh, no, no. So I, I watched it a couple days ago. It's already leaving my brain. <laughs> Batman, uh, you know, the, the bat commissioner Gordon gives the call to light up the bat signal. And we get this like kind of epic scene of the bat signal like being redirected into Bruce Wayne's uh, study. Mm-hmm. Which is a very like Tim Burton thing to happen, like all these yeah. shadows and stuff. Well, it also kind of reminds me of the Breakfast Machine in Pee Wee. Mm. Yeah, just, just like a lot of like contraptions. Yeah, Tim Burton loves his contraptions. Yeah, his Rube Goldberg machines and his wigs. <laughs> I'm just reflecting on Christopher Walken's wig in this. It's it's something. <laughs> He looks great. <laughs> yeah, Batman shows up. This 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 part is pretty cool. How did you feel about this like opening action scene? It was all right. 
it's like definitely a, good, a lot more it's a good showcase for like what batman can do because it involves the batmobile a batarang him like punching dudes there's like some goofy like joke like elements to it like oh you missed but he didn't he was just pulled a piece of the wall off the guy from behind him oh yeah it was all right uh, opening action scenes go for like this time it's i mean these they do a lot with these circus folk yeah you get like like a guy on a unicycle shooting an uzi into the sky i mean they definitely the city feels like a set more in this movie than it did in 89 oh totally totally like and like i, I really feel that on in this scene oh like basically every scene here because it is just a reuse set over and over and they're using um I feel like they hired a fire breather and so they're like, let's put this guy in every scene of this. Because, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, it's like pretty sick. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot of fire getting breathed on people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have this scene, you know, the you missed scene, a clown like holds Selena Kyle kind of hostage to get Batman to back off or something. Yeah. Uh, and after Batman dispatches of this guy, uh, we get a short scene with Selena. You know, we saw her briefly in Max Shrek's office. She's kind of like a bumbling secretary. Yeah. Uh, and here we see her, she's real hard on herself for kind of getting kidnapped, for being the helpless woman. Yeah. Because she's just a failure at everything. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it later. I do not like this version of Selena Kyle and Catwoman. Me either, Scott. All right. I feel differently. I think there's, we'll get into it later, but there's elements that could have worked and it just, they don't use them. Uh, at the end of all this, Shrek is kidnapped and brought into the sewer. Uh, and this is our introduction to Danny DeVito's Penguin. Perfect casting. He So perfect. His yeah. first, like, we first see him, he's like eating a raw fish and he's just like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like him. He's at his best when they let the penguin be like, just depraved and awful like a terrible person uh yeah totally uh oh and as we're like getting to this first scene of penguin it's doing the classic like tim burton sweep over the like scenery Oh, yeah, you're right. Like That's he, a very Tim Burton thing. The camera and kind of like twist it around so you really get the view of the whole area before they like take you into whatever it is. Yeah. So the Batman or the Batman, the penguin's <laughs> lair is underneath. It's in the sewer, but under an abandoned zoo. Yeah. And we get that cool, like you see it in Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. You see it in... Uh, Edward Scissorhands, mm. I'm sure. Yeah, like in the beginning. Right? Yep. Um, yeah, just this, a nice lay of the land. Even though we don't really spend too much time in the zoo, it's cool to see. Well, yeah, because I think 
yeah exactly like you're we're spending so much time with the penguin in the sewer that you almost the whole premise of the penguin is ridiculous like when you really think about yeah, it yeah no it's it's really why is he stupid surrounded yeah. by penguins like you kind of forget because he's the penguin right those are his babies right but like <laughs> It's an abandoned zoo, so that's why there's penguins there. But you don't really like think about it after a while because you're well, just it's like, well, well, hey, how's he feeding all the penguins? Okay, who's cleaning up after all? Of them? <laughs> it's in the sewer. Who's I cleaning up after all? Read anyone? about these penguins. All right, and they're all puppets. Yeah, well, they're puppets. No, 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 yeah. no, no. There are real ones in there. They they're emperor penguins and Gen Two penguins. Paid thousands and thousands of dollars to hire a bunch of penguins but they weren't the breed of penguin that they wanted and the pe- the penguin breed that they got they had to keep in a special air-conditioned trailer yeah. on set for like what like maybe like a few hours of shooting with them and then they had to make like little costumes for each and every one of them like it's insane and then they still weren't happy because they didn't have the penguins they wanted so then they had to just dress people up yeah, so my guess is so they clearly wanted emperor penguins, which are right. a lot bigger, but like they have real Gen 2 look. penguins in it. Yeah, I just thought it was so ridiculous how much money they. I mean, I get it, you have to have the penguins, but it's just like, wow. I'll be honest with you, kind of. Do you remember any other version of the penguin that has penguins? I don't. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah this is the only version I know. That... Oh, interesting. So, wasn't even necessary. No. no, so it's more like he's a penguin because uh, he wears a penguin suit and is and like they made him like a flipper-handed monster in this for some reason. But that's not his normal story. No, he's just a guy. He's just a guy, guy. Like, kind of, and he has like a long nose. Okay. Yeah, like so they call him the penguin because he got it. See, I looks told like you, a penguin. This, is, this version of penguin is the only one that I know. It really made an impression. <laughs> Like the first season of the animated series is inspired by these. So like he kind of looks like that. And then he gets away from that as that series goes on. Mm. Yeah. But I guess even in that series, he his personality is like very different. Birds, just not. Yeah. Like, it's just birds in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, he has like a pet condor that's like stealing stuff in that cartoon. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, Penguin kind of tells Shrek and the audience uh, that he's aware that Shrek is a dirty businessman. He's dumping like toxic chemical wastes and stuff. Yeah, and uh, the body parts of his old like business uh, partner. partner. So yeah, so we get that, you know, Shrek isn't just a jerk. He's like a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell him that they know all this just to keep it in the Christmas theme. They somehow knew that Max Shrek was going to come down to the... Did well, they, they kidnapped him? Okay. Yeah. And have like a stocking, theatrical stocking with his name on it, just so they can show him like his toxic waste. It's just very ridiculous. Like who took the time to sit there and make a stocking for him just for this stunt, you know? Well, I mean, I, it's Christmas time, so they probably just got it. Yeah. I mean, they get people throw stuff out all the time. It's Christmas time. You can get a stocking very easy. A stocking's just a sock. You're telling me that the penguin went into the craft store and just got a stocking with Max's name on it. They got all this other shit for this crazy <laughs> ass. Dude, he's got a giant duck that he drives around. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I love. 
I have feelings about it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the penguin here, he's like, oh, I just like want to get to know my parents. I was abandoned as a baby. Yeah, and I need you to, I need your help. You're going to set this up for me. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, they're trying to, I think they're trying to make the audience like sympathetic to the penguin. Yes. Which to me does not work. Well, yeah, uh, very quickly we find out like the Batman off the bat doesn't trust him. Yeah. And we see bits of like what he's doing because he's like, you know, later on he's going to be going through all the birth certificates. Yeah. Uh, or Which eventually goes into whatever his plan is he's doing right now. But it gets like derailed by this other plan for most of the movie. Not derailed, but like the other thing becomes what we focus on. This movie's very unfocused. I agree with that. That's a really good word for it. I feel yeah. like the way that they edited the scenes together feels very like sloppy and kind of and there's there's too many out of order. There's too many antagonists as well. Well, that's all superhero movies, I feel like. I think that's all superheroes starting with this one. I think it started the trend where, like, the sequels, you have to have more and more. Mm. I, I agree. Well, you could before this Superman but, too. Yeah, but, like, the really Zod is the main bad guy. The other two guys are just an extension of him. I no, guess but Lex Luthor's still there. Yeah. I don't even remember Luthor doing much in that movie, though. It's been a while since I watched the Superman movies. Is that the one where he lives under the ground? Lex Luthor? Yeah. He, uh, that's the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that, or actually, you were saying the, the plan gets confused. How do you mean? Well, like, so he takes down this list of names, and then we don't, they don't mention it for like an hour until after all the mayor shit goes sideways. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not coming right out and saying that that's his master plan. It's just one of those things. Like, I, I do think, as a general, a general audience, like, well, it feels, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't gel well as like the narrative. So, in my I opinion, will say that on, like, when I first saw this, the firstborn son thing kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But on this rewatch, it's like, oh, obviously he's getting the names. Later on, Catwoman like picks up the names and he's like, he's like, no. Yeah, he's no. like, shut that down. Yeah. You foxy minx. Yeah, whatever he says. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. After uh, Max and Penguin agree to work together, Selena Kyle, she gets home. And uh, she has a funny there. joke. Yeah. Uh, where she opens her door and says, honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. I'm not married. Yeah. Uh, so Selena Kyle, you don't like her. Do you like her, Kayla? I like her as Selena Kyle, but then I don't like her as Catwoman. I, I every I get I think I get what they're going for with this character, like interpretation. Where like, oh, the world is like kind of like crushed her, and then she's like, 
she finally is pushed too far and then like she snaps and like fights back however it's so over the top how pathetic and sad her life is i know and then she's like cat woman just person you know yeah and then she gets thrown out of a building somehow doesn't die gets brain damage and they like basically refer to that a lot in the movie becomes a cat woman and is so like hyper over sexualized right like it makes me extremely uncomfortable that this like She's kind of got the mind of a child in some ways. And it's like, so, I don't like it. And it adds nothing to this already bloated movie. So I disagree. See, I think see, I, don't, I, I don't like that the head injury thing. Cause like, if they're going for the, like, if she's like, I'm taking shit into my own hands and become, and she chooses to become Catwoman versus like, it takes her agency away where she's like, Oh, I'm just fucking crazy now. Cause I'm a Batman villain. So hold up. Yeah. We, you think that like she's fighting back against the world? I see it differently. She, yeah, like the world is unkind to her as we see. She hates herself. Yeah. And Catwoman is like her, like trying to deal with how much she is disgusted by herself how so so i think it kind of like all comes out um there's a scene later in the movie where a thug is like robbing a woman in an alleyway and we see a silhouette with like two pointed ears and it's like yeah oh batman's here to save this lady but it's actually catwoman and Catwoman, like, fucks up this dude, like, slices his face with her claws. Uh, and then the woman's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And she attacks the woman. And that's not because she's crazy. But she's like, she's like, you are so pathetic. You're just, like, walking around the streets at night well, that's like the only scene where like that that happens where, like she, where, I, where I think that's where she where, where you can go for with that if that's what they're going for I don't think they did a very good job of it of like conveying that I, well I think there's other things the dinner scene there she slowly becomes more and more unraveled as the movie goes on uh, but yeah, I, I can definitely see everything she's doing is like kind of a reaction to herself. Like she hates the Selena Kyle who got pushed out of the window. That's the way I read it. She's not I, so I, much, I mean, she is doing things to like try to take revenge against like Shrek. Like she wants to kill Shrek. But she mostly hates herself. And I feel like whenever she has a breakdown, that's very- yeah, I, I, I get that the, she's more just insane thing. Cause like all of a sudden she's like, I gotta kill Batman. Like well, she gets involved in more than just the Shrek thing. She teams like, up with the penguin for a while. Exactly, she wants to kill Batman. What reason would she have for that? Other Batman than- Batman is what you're saying. Her. And that she kind of has this uncomfortable like attraction to him. 
I think is also probably part of that as well. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, she's. I don't know, she like eats a live bird. Like it's she does a lot of stupid weird shit that like is and like they play up to like she fell out of building, like she's got a big like wound on her head. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that she's not supposed to be played up as like insane with brain damage, but I think there's more to it than she's just doing crazy stuff. I think everything she's doing is a reaction. If that's what they're like, said if that's what they're going for, I don't think they get that through very well. Because and and like I, I think you could cut cat the Catwoman, and basically the Max Shrek plotline from this. I think if they refocused on the Penguin, I think it would be a much stronger movie. Or I think give Selena Kyle more agency in why she became Catwoman and what she's doing, and not like this violent sexy toddler that they're going for like i i think that would be better because like she goes crazy cuts up her cuts up a, a jacket and makes skin tight like bondage gear to run around the city wait wait, wait we'll get to that yeah i i hate her well, costume well let, like let's go let's go to that though yeah she, we don't have to go through the plot 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 point like 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 she's because, one of the big problems i have with the movie is is how they handle catwoman but also like before she cuts up that jacket she's destroying all this like stuff in her house yeah her weird hello there sign that she has right? for some reason now I says hell, hell here huge issue with that it's honestly. so stupid because if you're painting her as this meek like scattered like bookwormish type for you to just have like this random haphazard like weird like, sign that i feel like is a very like confident it, it like seems like decor. like art school student you know yeah just so that you can then have it there so she can shatter specific letters so that it says hell here for like one second like i just felt like it was very corny and like somebody was like this is gonna be really cool yeah it's not corny in a good way because no, there's corny in a there's bad. corny in a good way that's what this whole podcast is about right right yeah. it just felt like they were like really for they really tried to force a lot of stuff for her and it just doesn't come together for me I, I mean that's another part of the movie that doesn't work for me is the clashing tones of it mm-hmm. where it tries to be like ser- like 89 had heightened fantastical elements to it like fairy tale elements like joker's two foot long gun and things but like it, it it was more gritty and realist realistic for lack of a better term and this movie yeah. tries to have that and then it has these really corny campy elements well, eighty nine kind of is like a noir. What's up? Eighty nine is like a noir movie, but it still has like some heightened, like fairy tale, comic booky stuff. In of it. course, but most of that, yeah, is from the Joker, which makes sense. Yeah, there's yeah, some elements. This movie with definitely has some some tonal clashes. Yeah, I mean, there's some elements of that with Batman, like. And, and campy things that happen like when he flies the bat wing and he goes up in front of the moon for no reason so it makes the bat signal logo like there's a couple of like horny like camp elements in that as well but like it that's much smaller in that movie versus this one where i feel like it's almost 50 50 in some ways and i think the penguin like has a lot of issues with that yeah i don't know uh, 
I love Selena Kyle. I think Catwoman. I get, I get what you're saying, how like her playful sexiness comes off as a, like a little uh like, like juvenile. Yeah, and it's like it's like a weird, like because you know this movie was directed by men and written by men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't come off as, like, any form of empowering or anything. No. That's what they were trying to do. And, like, for 30 years ago, I don't think that was what they were trying to do. They're I not mean, like, she's going to take control of her life and be a girl boss. Like, that's not what they were thinking. Especially not with that costume and a whip. I, I don't think she's... I don't think that's what they're going for at all, though. She is using her, like, sex appeal, like... In that the way like people are underestimating her because of it. Like we get the scene with the two security guards. Well, I don't know what to put her under arrest or fall in love. Yeah, but there's a lot of things like, oh, she's so like, everyone's like lusting after the whole movie. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's pointless and it makes me like kind of uncomfortable to watch. Gotcha. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're ace. Uh, maybe, but like Catwoman's always kind of had like a sex appeal and like a flirty, like a flirty relationship with Batman. Yeah, like, I, this is just like a different take on her. Yeah, and I don't think it works personally. No, I agree with Scott. I yeah. think that it's well, that's because you're a woman catering. and you have to hate every woman, right? No, but it, it's <laughs> definitely catering to like a male audience. Yeah. Like you're telling me that a meek yes she's like gone through this change right but before that she was such a conservative quiet person Mm -hmm. right who the world walked on and she allowed it to happen but you're still telling me that like like fundamentally i don't believe that somebody who's like that like yes if they're like literally like at their breaking point where they're going to now like shit on the world is going to then go and make themselves an outfit like that and like she's clearly insane like there's parts where like she's licking her hand and rubbing it on her head and stuff like she's not i i don't think that's what they're going for i think she's supposed to be like crazy sexy yeah whatever that like trope is that she even if you're not and even if you're in it's it's the thing anything you would go in the opposite direction where you're like badass in a way where like your femininity has nothing to do with it it, it reminds me kind of like what, in a yeah. skin tight cat costume. it reminds me kind of like what they do with harley quinn and like the new movies and stuff so but the reason she's using her sex appeal is because granted it's michelle pfeiffer who is attractive yes but the Selena Kyle character we meet in the beginning is not supposed to have that. And I think that comes across a lot. That doesn't come across as well in 2022 when like people can dress like Selena Kyle and like that is seen as like an attractive style. Like back then, she's just a nerd with glasses. She's a mess. Like, that's not what sexy was in 1992. Selena Kyle hates herself. So she's going to like be the antithesis. Of I mean, herself. I, 
and don't don't misunderstand me. I do get why you're you're getting those vibes in that. I have a I have a feeling it's probably we're both right, and just there needed to be another pass with the script to iron some of this stuff out. Because like yeah, the turnaround, like with three years, and like a special effects heavy action movie. No, like very true. I, I, yeah, clearly, I think this movie was fast tracked. And uh, well, definitely because in between yeah. Batman '89 and this movie, Tim Burton made Edward Scissorhands, I believe. I don't remember where Edward Scissorhands and the other movies fall in the timeline. Uh, but also, while this movie is coming out, uh, Tim Burton is like giving notes on Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So like. Yeah, definitely this isn't receiving like full attention. Yeah. And was very rushed. And for the record, I prefer the I prefer that they played up the angle you are referring to. I think if it was more that and less what I got from it, I would like it a lot more. I don't hate the concept of Catwoman in this movie or that idea of her adopting this character to kind of like take back with the world as like a as like a parallel to batman i think could have been really interesting so that's another thing i i think about this movie um yeah the villain choices yeah all three of them kind of like work as like foils to batman so i feel like yeah they're like penguin and catwoman are like like the penguin is a distortion of bruce wayne yes like, you know, the rich, the son of a rich family, or the son of, and, a, then, and then who is orphaned, obviously in a different way. Yes, he's not orphaned because he was. His parents were killed. His parents were killed. Yeah, his parents tried to kill him. Exactly. Yeah. A Catwoman is like the same thing. Like this, like kind the of took something like from the me. insanity yeah. of Batman. Yeah, because Batman's not the picture of mental health either. Yeah, and like you, you really get into that later during the dance scene. Yeah, and then and then Mac Shrek is like a businessman, millionaire, got like socialite, but is like corrupt and a jerk. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's uh, which is, I mean, I love this. I love that idea. Yeah, like everyone is like distorted reflection of some aspect of batman yeah because i think we've talked about it when we talk about batman v superman and i think lex luthor is a good pick for a villain for those two because he can work as parallels for both batman and superman but like they obviously did not capitalize on that i don't know but that's a different conversation yeah about batman v superman but um yeah I, but again that goes into the problem where like i think there's too much in the pot in this movie we don't need three like antagonists very true. I, I think if you took one any you know any one of them out, I think you could have made a stronger movie, regardless. And obviously, since Danny DeVito's penguin in this is the best part, I'd rather you focused on the penguin part. But Michelle Pfeiffer could have been a rad Catwoman in a different movie. I think. Yeah. Well, I think she is a rad Catwoman. But, but yeah, uh, the penguin. He stages a, a kidnapping for the mayor's baby yeah and that's just like introduction to gotham yeah so like a member of the circus gang who uh is 
played by the actor that plays Max Dad on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Really? Danny DeVito series, yeah. Interesting. What a strange parallel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The penguin's like, oh, go steal this baby and then just hand it to me in the sewer. Yeah, like, like pretend I beat you up. Yeah, you hear like him beat you hear him beat him up in the sewers, then he just kind of emerges with this baby. This horrible sewer monster man. Yeah, but the city loves him for it. Yeah. Uh you know, he he's on the news. He's like, Oh, I just want to know who my parents are. And we see Bruce kind of relate to that. Yeah. But uh Bruce being Bruce, he, he starts looking into this mm-hmm. and finds out that there was a circus that had a, a penguin boy as a sideshow attraction. Yeah. It makes him a little suspicious of the whole thing. Well, like, I think he was looking into the circus and, like, they travel around and, like, crime and, like, stuff seems to follow them. Right? Or is that, they reveal that later. Uh, I don't know. I, I know that after he sees the penguin on TV, he's like looking into the yeah. circus, reading an article about like how they have a penguin boy. And and yeah, yeah, I think like because he's suspicious that like he's like the penguins in charge of that one gang. I can't prove it yet. Yes. Yeah. Or is at least I mean, not in charge of at least like, he's involved with it. And yeah, something happened with one of the circuses that they left before. I, I, yeah, there's some like crime related thing in those papers he's looking through. But yeah, so this kicks off like Penguin as like a beloved public figure. That's when they, they let him go through the archives of like the birth certificates and stuff. Uh, I forget what that department is called. Uh, but like, yeah, they let him go through that on his own. So he's just taking down names as, you know, that we see. Uh, eventually he finds his parents' gravestones and we get the best scene in the movie. Yeah. This scene stuck with me from watching it in the theaters. And I think it stuck with me too, because I remember when we hung out in high school, we would reference this every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He discovers his identity and he says, I am a man. I have a name. Yeah. He's, he's speaking to like, you know, as he's in the graveyard, like the paparazzi and the media are all outside. Like, oh my God, what's happening? Are you upset? Your parents will never, you'll never get your uh, closure with them. He's like, I have a man. I'm a man. I have a name. And he's basically, he just goes on like why he wants just the human, like dignity and humanity even though he's this horrible little monster. So one thing uh, I think the movie could have done a better job of explaining is Batman, like, is like, I think he already knows who his parents are. Yeah, I think he already figured that. I think he already figured it out, but they don't make it very obvious. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they could have done a little more work there. Uh, the cemetery is pretty cool looking. Very yeah. Tim very Tim Burton-y cemetery.
Yeah, and after that, we get the Catwoman scene. Oh, so, well, because I know we get um, Bruce Wayne confronting Max Shrek about like shutting down his power plant thing, which is why he gets the idea to like recall the mayor and install the penguin so he can get his like laws changed. Which is kind of a fun scheme. Uh, and I know it's sort of, in, I don't know if it's inspired by, but like there's a similar one later in 66 show. Oh the yeah. Running for mayor. And it's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> um, obviously they do it in a very different way because in that he's running against Batman to be mayor. <laughs> And he's winning and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, and that's where like Penguin's plot kind of like stalls out, like at least his scheme, not like the Penguin plot, but like is he still involved in the movie a whole bunch? Yeah, um, like, I kind of like, build him up like as a public persona, you know. Yeah, I feel like he like kind of you know gets a little sidetracked yeah and then like when it falls apart he like immediately goes back to his original plan this movie feels like a series of episodes don't you think it's like kind of like broken up like okay this happens and this happens that's what I was meaning when I was saying it was like unfocused earlier Yeah, but uh, yeah, we get a scene in Max Shrek's office. Selena reveals to Max that she's alive. Yeah. But like in front of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then they start, you know, being flirty or whatever. Because, you know, it's Bruce Wayne and the lady. That's what we expect. Yeah, we get a fun scene where Bruce, is, Bruce acts like familiar with selena because he's met her as batman yeah uh but then he's like he does something he's like oh sorry i mistook me for somebody else yeah and then they're like don't you mean you mistook you for somebody else yeah Uh, a fun play on the duality between can can we talk in this i want to compare michael keaton from this movie michael keaton's bruce wayne slash batman from this to 89 i feel like he's barely in this movie in returns in returns yeah because like he's got i think he's got a lot more to do in 89 i guess and also there's less characters as well there is less characters like i feel like he doesn't have much to do other than punching dudes in this movie that's true. Uh, in eighty nine, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they, I feel like he's less like charming and involved in this one, or less charismatic. He. I, I don't. I don't know. I just wanted to get your feel on that. So he shows up very late in eighty nine. Yeah. Like you don't see Bruce Wayne for a lot. For a while. Well, like I feel like there's there's he's way more memorable. Like Batman in general is way more memorable in 89 than versus this movie. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is kind of taking a back seat. Which is this is the movie where he's returning to, you know. He's very like reactionary. He doesn't like really want anything. Yeah. And he's like 
his investigations are kind of like, I'm just looking at microfiche and that's it. Yeah, driving around. Yeah. Hitting people with my car. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's playing GTA. I kind of appreciate how ruthless Batman is in this. Yeah, I'm not like a crazy purist where it's like, because he blows a dude up at some point. Like, he killed people in the first movie. Like, yeah. it, like if if that's what kind of tone you're going for, it's not the biggest deal. Like, this would be a big deal if this was Adam West's Batman doing that stuff. For sure. But like, you know, I don't mind different interpretations doing that. Um, it just depends on like how well it's done or how well it's, you know, executed, which in this, it's fine. This, there's a lot of cartoony elements in this, which goes into like its tonal problems. I think it has. Mm-hmm. About Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you don't really get to see a lot of him as Bruce Wayne in the movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like most of the scenes with Batman, I'm sure, is a stunt double. You know. And I, but when he is Bruce Wayne, like I do think he. I don't know. I like his goofiness. I don't know. I wish there was like an equivalent to the Let's like Get Nuts scene from the first movie. Old, like, rich person who doesn't really have a personality, but I feel like they give him that. Like, I think so often when they depict him as Bruce Wayne, he's just very serious. So I think he has like a lot of good jokes in this one. And I think his, I don't know. I think he gets stuff to do. It's right. like, because he's like his love interest instead of Vicky Vale is a is a villain. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's bad in the movie. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. It was yeah. just something I was thinking about while watching the movie. I think like he and his and Selena's relationship could have been. Like, because really they like go on like, what, one, two dates? Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. And the one date is like pretty much the climax of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, I don't know. It's so weird because. All right. So he doesn't have a character arc in this, which is fine, whatever. Yeah, Batman rarely does. Yeah, so I don't think he did in the last movie either. I don't think he does in much of anything. I think he does in Batman Begins and The Batman. Yeah, like when it is exploring his origins. Yeah. But that's really it. Once he's established. Yeah, and that's that's fine. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm looking for. I just I feel I feel like narratively he doesn't have as much to do. Like I feel like he just needs to be there to fight the bad guys. Yes. It's fine. But I mean, to, that's a superhero story, but it doesn't have to be. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, again, I, I thought about it while I, was, while I was watching it. And I can remember way more like Batman and Bruce Wayne, like specific scenes from 89 versus this. Because I'm yeah. sorry, you know, it's, it's the two Michael Keaton performances we're going to, we got and probably going to get because they keep canceling everything else is showing up as Batman in. Yeah. You know, which is a shame, but um, because I I think 
I think he's I think he's a fine Batman. I like him. Yeah. I think like something about his eyes work really well as Batman. Yeah, and that's that's the Tim Burton and like way he shoots and versus like that costume where it's really designed to like be in the shadows and like be kind of moody because like I know everyone makes fun of the fact he can't turn his head, but like that makes him forces him to do like big body sweeps to like look around and it looks really dramatic and neat. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. Uh you know, especially in 89. Yeah, 89. I, I think 89 because I had a lot more time to cook. I think visually is a more... I, I don't want... Because there's a lot of cool visual stuff in this too. I don't want to put this movie down. But like it feels like a more complete package. If that makes any sense. Yeah. For, for sure. Um... We get this weird scene. I guess it's the other scene I remember from oh, watching it in the theater. I think I, I know what scene you're going to bring up. Like, Max kind of springs on the penguin this whole Meryl campaign. Yeah. The penguin is like eating a fish. Yeah. No, he, he brings him downstairs with the lore of a fish. Yeah. Because I don't he's know. a weird penguin monster. Feel yeah. like I mean I get that because he's like a, this supposed to be like this simple creature, but it's also like you're telling me that you can't just get fish all the time, or you couldn't just you know? eat food. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, but anyway, yeah, like it's like oh, a cobble pot for mare, and I'll be honest with you, I love their like propaganda posters. Oh, they are pretty cool. I kind of want one. I feel like that is a... It looks like the comic. It looks... I, I'm, I'm so sure that, like, if not that, like, somebody riffed on that for a cover oh, of I'm sure. Batman comics around this time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he... There's this fucking nerdy guy. Yeah. And Batman... Penguin. I, I don't know. He's just... Yeah. Penguin bites this dude's nose and he starts bleeding. Everywhere. That's the other scene I also remember from when I was a kid because it kind of comes out of nowhere. It comes out and of it's nowhere. it's like really violent and bloody. And nobody really reacts to it in a oh. realistic way. Yeah, like almost immediately afterward, he's got like some groupies. They're like, we love the penguin. And he like gets to grope them. Yeah. Oh, the penguin is such a creep in this. But I think that that is like, a Tim Burton quality though. Like if you think about it, like Edward Scissorhands is essentially that, like this weird character that's like brought into the quote unquote like normal world and everybody just like automatically adores them. And nobody has like a normal reaction to it. They're kind of just like, yeah, Tim Burton loves they're accepting of it, and it's yeah. just like, okay, like this is a part of life now. Like he's very clearly a kid that like got that bullied a lot. Position. Well, yeah. I, well, but I feel like it also kind of plays on this whole like idea of like uh like how do I say like at least in Edward Scissorhands, like this whole idea of like suburban America or like whatever, like don't want to cause a fuss so you kind of just like go along with it and everybody's like happy-go-lucky all the time kind of thing like 
I guess he likes to juxtapose so that you're really drawing out the fact that it's like the quote normal people that are actually the weirdos who like kind but of you know what, you know what I mean. I think a broader by that. I think a broader point with this scene though, in jet like the scene, the whole scene. As soon as he walks down the stairs and before he goes back up and meets Catwoman, I don't remember if that's even part that part. This part where this scene goes into. No, but the whole time Penguin, met yet. Yeah, the whole time when Penguin's downstairs, uh, when they first do this thing, is like I think when. Danny DeVito's penguin kind of comes alive. We're going to be really slimy and creepy. Like playing up the like, uh, yeah, I'll be mayor. And like he gets to grope this woman while mumbling like, oh, yeah, like well, my constituents or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like it. that's when like I think if I think the penguin was like that more throughout the whole movie, like I think I would have been more into it. Well, he's disgusting the whole movie. Yeah, but he's disgusting. Like, like he's in terms of like, he's, he's always got slime everything. coming out of him for some reason. But like, I think if he was more like, they got the him to play up that that part of the personality more because they do try to, like, especially in the first half of the movie, they try to make him sympathetic. And I yeah, think but I think never he's tried. putting, he's putting on a show. Yeah. On, yeah. I understand that he it. is, but like as an audience, we don't get to see a lot of this other part yet. Yeah, but I, I think that's intentional. I think like. Because, you know, your first watch through through the movie, you don't know what he's doing. You're meant, I mean, of course, going in, you know, the penguin is a bad guy. Yeah. But I think in the context of this movie, you're supposed to believe he is at least somewhat sympathetic. Yeah. But I think that goes to show that they don't do a really good job of like, you know, like, I feel like there's, and like I'm probably wrong about this but like I feel like there's no one scene you know how like in a lot of movies there'll be like one scene where it's like the villain is explicitly expressing like the plan I feel like he doesn't have one of those he's kind of like all over the place you know what I mean no yeah and I I don't know how many watchers it took me to like catch those little bits where it's like oh they are seeding that final plan right yeah, it's, it's one of those things, again, I think I think it's unfocused nature. Yeah. Um, but where comes from. Kayla, you brought up an interesting comparison to, like, Edward Scissorhands and the Penguin. Because, like, Edward Scissorhands is definitely meant to be Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. He's this weirdo weirdo who, artist. Yeah. yeah, but who, like, he comes out of hiding and everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how to like kind of deal with that. And that is more apparent in the in the Edward Scissorhands where like, you know, the town kind of turns against him, but he's always good. The penguin's a little different here. Like the penguin is playing the town almost yeah but yeah no, i didn't even notice that good observation i mean overall do you guys you guys like the penguin in this i think we we said at the top that we like oh yeah. yeah i i think that he uh, he's the reason to watch the movie i think i think if the movie was more campy with dane devito as the penguin i would love it like a lot more yeah i mean like and that's why it's like going back to Catwoman yeah 
I feel like every interaction Catwoman has with the penguin is just him basically like like I don't want to use that word but basically like molesting her with He's like lusting like at words her. essentially instead of them like like I feel like in other versions where I've seen like the penguin and Catwoman like coming together on like a massive plan against Batman like yes there's always like this sexual component because like that's what Catwoman like does best I guess but at the same time like she is in control of all of those situations so it doesn't feel so creepy yeah but I genuinely like felt scared for her like when the penguin is talking to her like I just wanted so, her to kick his ass. So, so like, tradition, yeah. Traditionally, <laughs> Catwoman is usually cool, collected, and in control of whatever situation. Yeah, like she's in. using people yeah. to play out her plan, and that's why her being sexy yeah. works because she's owning it. But in this particular version, I'm not buying that she is like in control of that part of herself. Yeah. Well, so I. I like I mean, I've said before, I do think she uh I do think she is using her sex appeal um intentionally, but uh so like Catwoman doesn't really want anything. Like she's not a criminal, she doesn't have like she's not trying to steal money. She just is this like chaotic force who like wants to kill Max Shrek and Batman. Two people who've kind of in her eyes like have made her feel weak. Yeah. But like traditionally Catwoman is not a chaotic force. No, No. she's a criminal, right? Like she's a cat burglar. That's her whole Or an anti-hero. Like what, you know, depends what, because she's She's usually a shade shades of gray character. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind that she's different from the comics, but oh, I, no, I, I get yeah. I, I I like when things are different. No, but she um, doesn't seem to have a clear idea of like what the hell she wants. Yeah. Exactly. And and I do get like her, her character's lack of focus. I get why it makes like the penguin feel like the more powerful of the two when they're on screen together well yeah i guess i do kind of like that about her is that because they're kind of playing up this angle where she like has lost her mind so like literally like i think we were watching the movie and we like looked at each other and we were like literally everything that comes out of her mouth is utter nonsense like (laughs) truly it's either nonsense or a really bad pun to her which in a way is kind of cool because I feel like to her she's probably like she thinks she's so funny that she's making these puns that are just stupid you know what I mean like but and like it's almost like she's like playing this big joke on everybody but she doesn't realize that she's doing it you know what I mean I guess I just like I don't even know what point it comes across as more pathetic because I can't like dissect her yeah well because (laughs) she doesn't have much she just wants to kill those no yeah I guess she's just insane yeah Yeah. um and that then that this like I said that interpretation of the character does not work for me 
No, I mean, I guess it's okay. Like on paper, when you describe it that way, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I can get behind that. But the way she, and I'm going to say this and I really like Michelle Pfeiffer in general. I hate the way she acted this role. I think it was and and I think it's watch like cringy almost yeah. for me. I don't think it's her fault. I think it's no. the writing and direction that she's getting. No, I agree. And I think it's like what her idea of Catwoman is, like based on like Eartha Kit or whatever. But it's like Eartha Kit can pull that off because she's fucking Eartha Kit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're just Michelle Pfeiffer acting like Eartha Kit, and I'm not into it. Oh yeah. I mean, we haven't gotten that far in the show yet, but like Eartha Kit's one of my favorite Catwomen. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So we get this cool, like, we get this cool fight scene where the circus gang just seems to be causing general chaos. Yeah, as they're trying to, like, make a vote of no confidence in the mayor. Yes. Mm, It's like a false flag attack, yeah. Um, And Batman, like, he's, like, actually, like, dodging punches and, like, He's a lot more mobile than he was in the 1989 movie. Yeah, but him doing that, I feel like it's not... I feel like the limitations in 89 forced him to do more creative camera stuff. Because it's just he's just walking around and just dodging dudes versus, like, coming in and out of shadows and things. Yeah, I mean, I... I they're, they're 89 is definitely the better movie. I'm not saying that. It's an apples and oranges thing. They're, I, they're, I just think it's, yeah. like, pretty cool to see him doing that. Yeah. Especially after having not seen that. Yeah, especially now we're spoiled for choice for Batman. Yeah. At the time, there really wasn't. Um, But yeah, Batman is just kind of like walking around, beating up like what feels like an army. It feels like a lot of dudes, yeah. So many dudes. But this is kind of the first time uh, Batman, Catwoman, and Penguin me intersect yeah yeah and i like the first time batman meets the penguin on the rooftops and batman just basically calls him out for doing all this he's like oh he's not i don't know just was a good scene where he's like you can't really stop me you got public opinion on my side yeah uh i really like the scene it's i mean it's silly but i i like it a lot so Catwoman like breaks into a Shrek department store mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, like sets some gas, like a big silly Tim Burton canister of gas yeah. that is labeled very similar, yes. similarly to our 66. It's just labeled gas. Yeah. Um, and like Batman and Penguin are talking to each other. And she just comes backflipping towards them. Yeah, her big move is to backflip in this movie. And she like stops in front of them and she just like looks at them and says meow. And then the building behind her explodes. Yeah. I just, I think that's really cool. <laughs> I love that part. I'm I think sure. if she said something cooler than meow, it would have been awesome. Well, okay. So listen, now I'm like thinking about her like in a new way. Like I'm wondering if I had seen this movie without like this idea of like a manic, glamorous, unhinged like woman was kind of such a thing in pop culture. I wonder if I would feel so annoyed by her. You know what I mean? Like, but that, I, yeah, she that was the introduction been, of that yeah. idea. I don't think I would find her 
to be so insufferable but because that is so ingrained in like like my personal opinion of like what I think annoying people could be like if that's why she bothers me so much because I feel like she's such a trope you know what I mean yeah the trope's I called like a was at the time I think the trope's called crazy sexy something like is that. that what it yeah like I or no do you mean manic pixie dream girl no no that's something different they're different a Mac Pitchy Dream Girl is like Ramona Flowers. Right. Like God. more of like a Harley Quinn, whatever that type of. Yeah. She really is. does feel like a proto Harley Quinn. Right. Like the, yeah. Like there's got to be a title for that. I'm sure there is. I'll Google it later. <laughs> uh... Because I think the idea of somebody backflipping away from an explosion and then just going meow sounds fucking cool as hell but like seeing it played out i'm just like no that's annoying i don't like it <laughs> i love it i love it um but yeah catwoman and batman fight here and and i feel like it never really makes it clear that uh why catwoman hates batman but yeah. I think it, I really think it's because Batman saved her in the beginning. Or right now. I mean, he literally just saves her again after that scene. Yeah, but she's already trying to kill him. Fair enough. And here she's using, she's like, uh, like he, he like kicks her in the gut or something. And she's like, how could you? I'm a woman. And when he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She like, Beats his yeah. <laughs> uh, Also, another thing about Catwoman in this movie, because we're talking about her backflipping stuff, like, all of a sudden she, she gets thrown out a window, is chewed on by cats, comes back to life, and, like, has all this crazy martial arts skill. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Because if they, she was more just, like, a cat burglar, then, like, yeah, and not be able to do all that. That's a problem that Harley Quinn also has. Where she was like a psychiatrist and then uh mm-hmm. you know meets the Joker and becomes like a threat physical threat to Batman. Yeah, we we never really so I think we kind of skipped over it, but yeah the way she becomes Catwoman is almost supernatural. Like she gets knocked out a window, falls from a, a height that height that should splatter you yeah but she Which falls I, through an awning joker, at the end, so she's okay the joker fell from the same height and died. didn't have a couple awnings to break his fall yeah and fell on concrete rather than snow and he wasn't splatted yeah but he was dead well she says she was dead too the cats licked her back to life. Oh, I mean, that's part of the thing, too, because she, she mentioned she goes through nine lives where she gets shot a ton towards the end and is fine. She counts it, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, she counts getting pushed out the window as losing yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. nine lives. And she counts, like, the penguin doing something to her as also losing a life. How does the penguin... She, she says the penguin... I think she says the penguin and Batman kill her once. No, she said Max and Batman. Okay. Well, she said one of those guys. I thought she said Penguin, too. Because um, there's a part where, like, he, like, does an umbrella thing that, like, hey, he hangs her from that and, like, leaves her for dead as it flies away. 
Oh, maybe. I, I, I thought don't... that's what she was referring to. Anyway, she she gets licked by cats and comes back to life and now can backflip and now, now she's a cat woman. Lives. Yeah. I feel like it introduces this weird element of supernaturalness mm. that is never really touched on. Like I can see the penguin. He's just some He's genetic a mutant. mutation yeah. that he looks that way. So he kind of embraces that life. He, he doesn't like swim through the water like a penguin, you know? Right. Yes. Like, um, yeah, I mean, maybe if you're think like it could also be maybe because she is no longer like within the restraints of like societal norm, she's like unlocked this part of her brain. <laughs> You know, like this part of everybody's brit, like that prime, primal part where you're just like, I'm a hunter now. You know what I mean? I, I think you're giving it too much credit. <laughs> because like she is knocked out, but then like the cat's like licking the inside of her mouth and like biting her finger. She starts like twitching, like almost like her brain is like resetting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's definitely... It's a very, I think it's a confused take on what they're trying to do. I think the fact that we have such wildly different interpretations of what's going on with Catwoman isn't necessarily a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's such a weird character. Uh, but I think she's really cool. Yeah. I think well, in a different movie, I would probably like it a lot more. Um, I mean, like, See, like, I don't know. I guess I just, they need, okay, like, I like Penguin and Catwoman together other than, like, Penguin taking it, like, way too far. But, like, I feel like Max Shrek should be the one that gets cut out. I could care less about him. Like, I want to see more of, like, the Penguin and Catwoman scheming. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, Max See, without Max Shrek, though, I don't know what this two would, like, come together for. I guess. Yeah, he's kind of like the... He's, he's like a plot catalyst. Well, then yeah. she should have gotten her own movie, which is... I, I would be Shrek okay with that. Batman, yeah. And then there's another movie where she comes back and Penguin's there. Mm-hmm. Like, she's already established, and we don't need to do, like, five origin stories in one movie. Yeah. Her... I, I, I think her and Penguin don't really... I don't think they gel. There's no re like penguin just is horny for her. Well, I also think it's supposed to be like this bird and cat thing. Well, so all three of them are some sort of animal person. Yeah. The cat that that was in a lot of the marketing. I remember watching Batman 66 reruns. Mm-hmm. And like the commercials for them would be like, catch the cat, bat, and the penguin. Like it was around the time this movie was coming. Yeah, out. like for the toy sets and stuff, right? Uh, my specific, specifically, what I'm remembering is commercials for Batman '66 reruns. Okay. I but, thought you were watching reruns of Batman '66, and the commercials for this stuff came on. Uh, yeah. Um, we should go into the toy line later. I'm curious to see what you have. But let's uh, get through the, the film first. I'm also wondering if, like, Catwoman's 
wanting of Batman's destruction is like a weird sexual thing for her. Like it's maybe like a like I shouldn't say weird, but like it could be like sexually driven in that she is like kind of like this dom figure, you know what I mean? Like and like taking down like a powerful man is like I mean for her in that way you know what I mean just because based on like the scene of her and Penguin like he's like oh there's a plan forming and she goes oh I want in the thought of like busting Batman like makes me feel dirty and then starts like licking herself like a cat you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah I mean that's pretty literal but also I don't know I'm just trying to give her some fucking motivation no I think her quote was it I think wasn't wasn't her direct quote uh killing Batman makes this pussy wet yeah no no I don't think it was that I'll cut that out but (laughs) damn you should have written that though because I'm surprised it's not in the well, no, Penguin does say... He says something about that. Something gross about it. Yeah. Oh, God. So gross. But that's, that's, the Penguin is gross like that, like in, yeah. a, in most interpretations of him. That's, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, that is the part of him that I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, I, mean, I do think, feel like it would make sense for this, like, mutant version of the character. That would be, yeah. To be like so sexually oh, depraved. Totally. That he's <laughs> yeah. just like overwhelmed by just seeing a woman. Yeah. You know. Because every single woman he encounters, he's yeah. like, la, 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 la. <laughs> That's so gross. I can't. After, so after that scene. I mean, that's kind of what I want a Danny Vito penguin to be like, though. Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh. It's just so uncomfortable. I mean, and that's good. He's supposed to be. Yeah. That, that's, if that's what they're going for, then I don't mind it. Right. I don't think that's what they're going for with Catwoman and it makes me uncomfortable. Where it's like, I, I don't know. She she feels like mentally damaged and it's just like, I, that's not the good kind of like sexy. That's probably partly why I don't like Harley Quinn too much either. But mm. although speaking of Harley Quinn, like Catwoman in that show is like, that's the cool kind of Catwoman that she has. Anyway, that there's there's other versions of Catwoman. This is probably uh, one of my bottom choices. Yeah. For her, I think um, I really liked the version in the newest Batman of her. Oh, in the the Batman, that was yeah. a good movie. I liked her in that. Yeah, and she was really cool. Like but she was the know, more traditional femme fatale and, and that she movie. was, and they definitely like she relied on her sexuality, but it again it was in a way where like she was in control of how people were seeing it yeah she was taking what she wanted right it didn't feel like it was forced upon her that was a good movie i like that movie but yeah i still need to see it yeah <laughs> maybe one day anyway. and the penguins in that too and i like that version of the penguin but he oh, was that's a- right. he is in that too see there you yeah. go they can be in a movie together and it's not a hot mess yeah and like but like the penguin was a very small part of that movie. he was yeah but i mean he, he was, was involved was in the best batmobile chase scene in that yeah movie. that was pretty epic but anyway yeah. we should talk about that once <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually um so we have like, so much batman media to get after, to before that. 
the penguin and Catwoman are like talking in his lair like they they're like like uh Mm -hmm. selena kyle and bruce wayne are like on the street walking together and like there's like i thought this was cool like there's like all these headlines of like like it's a catastrophe and like just like stupid puns about how like Catwoman is like is like a mess basically and causing chaos and she's like and Selena Kyle's like well I don't know if it's like that bad or or I forget which her deal is but then like Bruce Wayne there's like ones about how like Batman's blowing it and he's like oh man I mean I think he's doing a little bit better than that you know like it's kind of funny (laughs) I think I think it's playing into like that you know do out duality right like they talk they do talk about that a lot a, a bunch where they're like but it's also, they call each other split they are both so self-absorbed that you're not even paying attention to the fact that you have like the other person that you are walking with supposedly having a conversation with has literally basically just told you that that is their secret identity but you're so wrapped up in yourself that you haven't even realized it you know i mean batman grew up rich she's you know that's what they're like. <laughs> That's yeah. true, I guess. And Catwoman's just trying to get by, so. Yeah. I, and I think we we see that again when they start, like, making out and, you know, so when they fought, they both injured each other. Like, Catwoman stabbed Batman in the side. Yeah. And then Batman threw napalm at her. And they both are, like, touching each other's injuries. And, like, the camera will cut to their face and they're, like, cringing as they're, like, yeah you know like making out with each other right and it's just like like yeah I feel like that's such an obvious like click if you were just aware like you know yeah but they're you know they're each so focused on keeping their own secret yeah oh yeah like when they're at the end of that scene like the bat signal goes up and so Bruce Wayne has to escape and then that's Catwoman's plan they both have excuses to leave like immediately you know Uh. yeah I do like when they both come up with excuses they tell Alfred I'm like like first Bruce is like oh I need you to make something up tell her I had a business trip and then Selena's like, oh, I need you to make something up for me. Yeah. And like, you know, they just basically do his job for him. That is yeah. one of my favorite parts where that is like a part where I'm like, oh, I like Selena Kyle because she's like running out and she's like, she's giving him all of these things to say. And then she's like, could you just like write a sonnet? Could you just like write a poem? <laughs> that would be good. And then just like runs out the door. <laughs> I thought that was really endearing. That was like a moment where I was like, oh, I I feel like when she's just a nerd, it's like better, you know? And uh, so they run, they both leave because the TV's on. Oh, yeah. And uh, the penguin, so during like the fight in the streets, like one of the circus people like got a batarang. Yeah. And the penguin used it to like, attack the snow queen or something yeah they kidnapped her and they use that as evidence there Mm-mm. yeah which the city is so fast to turn on batman yeah it's kind of insane it's the movie's 
kind of ahead of its time in this way where it talks about like media manipulation and like how the news can't always be trusted yeah got relevancies you know in the modern day um not trying to make that a political statement but you know uh you know whoever's listening side is the one i agree with uh (laughs) Now, I talk about how much I don't like cops enough in the show, so I think people know where I I land. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But but yeah, no, yeah, that's because, yeah, that is what kicks off. That's part of her scheme with, because she and the Penguin are trying to frame Batman, which is another, you know, 1966 plot line. Oh, yeah? Well, no, because we've we've seen that sometimes. Like, remember when Riddler was kind of trying to frame batman as like in uh uh like he was suing him for assault and stuff oh yeah 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 it, it reminded it gave me like it reminded me of things like that hmm. um when they're so like they're about to go downtown to like pull off their plot and like there's this really like there's a scene of each of them getting ready and like it just i think juxtaposes again like how like even though Batman and Catwoman essentially like are the same person in the sense that they both have like these hidden identities and are trying to like figure out like what that means that like because Batman has like wealth his getting ready scene is like very like he has like his whole bat cave and like all of his outfits are hanging up in his like super awesome like high-tech closet and like (laughs) he's like getting ready and getting in his car and then it's like selena kyle is like again like the manic trope in her like little beat up like volkswagen bug just like driving off the road and like throwing her cat costume around trying to like put it on (laughs) it's just like kind of like a funny juxtaposition, you know? <laughs> uh, the shields on the Batmobile? Yeah. They look awful. Yeah, they look really bad. I think they look, I don't think they looked great in 89, but they looked better if I remember. They looked correctly. so much better. I mean, granted, I been like maybe a year since the last time i watched 89 maybe two yeah uh because they blew all their budget on the penguins yeah right. telling you but in, in my memory it looks practical in that movie i know that it's not uh, at least not the transition of them like shielding up there might have been a batmobile that was shielded that like was an actual prop ah maybe um but I'm pretty sure it was animated. It like going on the the, the armor. Yeah, it's been a minute since I watched Batman '89. I did want to watch it along with this one so I could compare it for this uh, podcast. But you know, we're recording this and it's the holidays, and it's kind of hard to find enough time to watch a ton of movies. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, so while Batman is trying to rescue the Snow Princess, Ice Princess, Ice Princess, excuse me. Uh, you know, Penguin's gang is like hacking into the Batmobile. Yeah. Oh my god, this part is so dumb. <laughs> so, I do think the the this 
plan part of the plan is dumb but it's a lot of fun so i don't really care like if the movie was more silly like this i wouldn't care agreed yeah. i think this whole part exists to sell toys to sell a new batmobile yeah i can see that i could see an, R- an rc batmobile toy well, so there was a Batmobile toy for 89 that was just a Batmobile. I it had like where it was machine guns in the uh in the movie, it was shot two little darts. Yeah. The Batman Returns Batmobile, you could like hit a button and like the sides would like unattach and it would just mm-hmm. be the center thing. Yeah. Because yeah, eventually at the end of the scene, that's what it becomes. I vaguely remember that. I didn't really have the Batman toys as a kid. But I'm aware of a ton of them. Gotcha. So I I guess I'll be talking toys alone. Say, I don't... I don't think I I had Batman... I I had some animated series toys that you got from McDonald's. But I don't think I had any, like... I didn't have a lot of superheroes as a kid. I was into Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Those are the toys that I had. Yeah, I I had and like some random transformers I picked up along the way. I had two figures, three figures from this toy line. Yeah, uh, I had uh, the penguin, which looked nothing like the Danny DeVito penguin. It was just a repaint mm-hmm. of the, the, uh, the superpowers super line. Yeah, superpowers one. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in that one, he was, like, blue and purple. In this one, he's, like, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had... Uh, oh, God. I think it was called Air Assault Batman. hmm And it's Batman with this, like, glider. But instead of just, like, his regular colors, he's, like zebra color like zebra stripes oh he's the zebra batman yes yeah it was really silly Uh, i remember like they would always just make toys that aren't even necessary like for that toy those toy lines that weren't even represented in the movie no definitely not because the third figure i had was robin who's not in this at all (laughs) yeah uh, <laughs> although stupid. Tim Burton did have a plan for Robin, and I don't know if it was meant to be in this one or Who was the third to one. Him? Uh, one of the Wayans, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, you know what? <laughs> That's cool. It's supposed to be one of the Wayans. Give me a sec. Yeah, that comic. That comic is yeah. basically. Tim Burton's third Batman movie. Because it's really good, and Robin's like, this is the guy that plays Robin. I don't know if he's supposed to be anybody. He doesn't remind me of anyone. But he, so, is, he is black I, in it, so I was like, oh, maybe that was the plan all along. Yeah, I, I don't think I think it's riffing off that. I don't yeah. think he's... I don't think they got the likeness for an actor that was never cast, you know? Yeah, because they got... Michael Keaton, Billy D. Williams, and Michelle Pfeiffer likenesses is in this in this book. Yeah, so I know Commissioner Gordon doesn't look anything like yeah, whatever his name is. He's barely in it. He's barely yeah, he's barely in any of this, so that doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, him and Alfred are the only like consistent act. They're the only ones in all four. Damn. Yeah, 
And Alfred is like so good in this version. I love how catty he is. Like he always has <laughs> something smart to say back. He's cattier than Catwoman. He is. He's catty the way Catwoman should be. You, you would he probably is. like him in the animated series too. I feel like he's pretty catty. He just like, oh God. Wait, wait, wait. So at the, uh, when he's, when Batman's initially looking at like the newspaper articles about like the circus that the penguin is from supposedly. Yeah. Alfred's asking him like, oh, like, uh, you know, like, why are you so fixated on penguins? Are you worried that you won't be the only lonely beast man in town? And oh, I've yeah, like yeah. lost my shit. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> Kayla, have you not watched Batman the Animated Series? I've watched like bits and pieces of it, but right. I've never like actually sat down to watch it. It's a good show. Uh, I like the animation style a lot, except right. Batman looks like Hank Hill. <laughs> you re- really watch it and think about it next time. <laughs> All right, I'll try and to. And they're listening to this podcast. Go watch it and think about Hank Hill and you'll see it. <laughs> it's a lot more apparent. There are some like early episodes that you can tell like a cheaper studio did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, I know they animated that like Catwoman two-parter. Uh, and they might have done like another episode. He he really looks like Hank Hill. <laughs> and he's so right, I'll have to like check like that out then because I, I never put that together. <laughs> he doesn't have a butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robin, that boy ain't right. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Hank Hill is not in Batman Returns. No, no. Unfortunately. So while uh, while the R- Red Triangle gang is uh, hacking into the Batmobile, so uh, Kenner can sell us a new Batmobile toy. Yeah. Uh, Batman's trying to save the Ice Princess. The Ice Princess. Okay. Give her her title. She earned it. Uh, <laughs> Ice Princess is like so cool and collected. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, thanks for rescuing me, Batman. Uh, I know they set you up, but I'll just like clear it with the cops. Yeah. She's pretty chill. I like Ice Princess. That's why she's the Ice Princess. That's true. Ah. Uh, she, <clears throat> she uh, Catwoman gets the jump on Batman, which. I don't really see how she beat him there. Yeah, right? Like she was in her dumb Volkswagen running off the road and he was in his crazy Batmobile. Yeah. I mean, maybe because she knew where to go. She like, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's and true. she got changed on the way. Batman had to go into that's his That's true. Cave. He got changed first and then went. And like, I don't know how Batman even gets in and out of that costume because like, at the end, when he takes his mask off, he like literally has to rip it off the costume. Oh my god! I was just thinking that. Like, oh, yeah. we can talk about that when he does it. Yeah. I have thoughts on that. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the ice princess gets up on the ledge of like a high building. Yeah. And the penguins up there too. And he releases some bats out of his umbrella. He goes, like, the ice princess is like, oh, like, she let me go. 
And Batman's like, oh, be careful. Like you're on that ledge. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then Penguin out of the darkness yells, long dart and just throws his umbrella oh, at her. Yeah. But <laughs> he does throw bats out there. So the people that are looking at the street think like bats and Batman threw her off the building. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then she falls on the button for the tree, for the tree lighting ceremony. And the tree does light up. However, a colony of bats also yeah. swarms out of the tree, which is like for me a very iconic scene that I remember. Ah, I mean, I'm sure it's meant to be iconic. Yeah, you like, just remember Danny DeVito doing weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you not remember Danny DeVito doing? I mean, that's shit? basically his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then, like, the cops show up as soon as. Danny DeVito, or like, I'm sorry, as soon as the penguin, let me use yeah. his real name. Yes. He's so deep in character. As soon as the penguin, like, like, slinks back into the shadows, like, the cops come out and just start shooting Batman. <laughs> so silly. This is, I feel like this is where it finally starts to get enjoyable for me. Like, yeah, I, I the setup is over and I just like watching the hijinks because the setup causes me to ask too many questions about this doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? But once everything's established and I'm just enjoying watching the characters kind of like fuck around, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because I think that I agree that it gets better from here on out, but that's when it goes from like the, the tone problem where it's like it, it goes to camp and corny. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that works better, but it clashes with the visual style of the movie. You think, I think so. That's what I think Tim Burton does best. He thinks out aesthetics, he thinks out concepts that are really interesting, but then his stories always fall apart because he doesn't know how to do it. You know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, his stuff usually has more of a fairy tale element. Like we've mentioned Edward Scissorhands or like a Beetlejuice or something, or like. It's not really the real world. It's like you can get away with like not everything making like logical sense. Except then they will say something that connects it to the real world because there's this yeah. scene where she's talking about like, I forget why she's talking about, but she's like with all of the Ted Bundys of the world like running around out there. It's like you can't connect it back to something that's really real it just doesn't work, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't like the, like, mention of real world serial killers. In, in such a, like, kind of whimsical take on this, you know? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> uh, Batman, you, and maybe this is where the aerosol batman comes from but he has this like crazy glider in his cape yeah and he like kind of flies back down to his batmobile it's all been hacked uh <laughs> hacked yeah so I, this might be my favorite scene in the movie I do like the Tim Burton Batmobile, even though I don't like it as much as the Adam West Batmobile. Like, you just like all the gadgets in it and stuff? Well, like, I don't know. I like that the Penguin's going, like, full tilt, like, bad guy. Like, he's masked off in this scene. 
where like he has control of the Batmobile like in a little arcade racer. Yeah, which I think like is a real. Yeah. I've seen that. I think it was. I think it's from an actual arcade game. Yeah, I couldn't tell you which one it is, but like, so he's on like a video in the Bat Batmobile, like taunting Batman. He's like trying to run over like old ladies and things. <laughs> and, like I don't know. It's just like it's fun in a way that like I kind of wish that that was what the movie was more like. So before before that, we get uh, Penguin and Catwoman. We get their oh, yeah. falling out. Yeah. Um, Catwoman's kind of pissed that the Penguin killed the Ice Princess. Yeah, that wasn't the dead. deal. She's dead. She fell into the present. I thought she got up after, no? No, she's dead as hell. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, See, cats didn't chew on her, so. <laughs> so she didn't come back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Catwoman. Catwoman's pissed about that. Penguin's like, oh, you gotta marry me and be my gal. Yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? And Catwoman's like, no. In what world would he even? I mean, I guess, okay, like. He's a mutant thing that grew up in the sewers. Right. So if you think some woman talks to you, then obviously she's going to marry you. Yeah. Yeah. It's incel penguin. Because like, yeah, he, yeah. Very incel. He's like, you sent all the signals. And then that's when he like attaches her to the helicopter thing. I do love that. She's just so disgusted by him. And she's like, no. (laughs) He's disgusting. He's He's very. Like I said, he's always oozing goo for some reason. He's always oozing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially at the end. Yeah. I, I assume it's blood. I don't know. He's like made of tar or something. It's um, know, it's just there to be gross, I guess. But then I don't think- I don't like the mutant penguin. Like that's the part of the penguin in here I don't like. Mm. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying after she gets hooked up to the umbrella the umbrella copter <laughs> the umbrella copter yeah. she gets dropped into like somebody's rooftop greenhouse and like shrieks so loud that she shatters all of the glass in the greenhouse. oh yeah that's Which one it, of her superpowers she has now yeah it's just like another just like i think this will look really cool if she does it so we're just gonna put it in there you know yeah so this movie is almost Kind of like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's almost too cartoony in a way. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like the, the tone, like it, 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 I think it's trying to have its cake and eat it too. Like everyone gives shit to the Schumacher films for not being as gritty and real as the Tim Burton movies. I'm like, this movie is really corny in parts. Yeah, but I, I almost wonder if like, we're just comparing it to it and like it's a sequel to 89 it can't help but be yeah to it but i wonder if it existed separate from that if i don't know though those if, if this was the out. first movie they made instead of batman 89 i don't think it would be as big a hit oh pr- probably not definitely yeah. not uh so yeah penguin takes control of the batmobile we get this scene. I personally think it goes on a little too long. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, the penguin's talking all sorts of shit. And 
we see Batman throw a little CD <laughs> into, yeah. into the computer, uh, which comes into play at, at the end of the, the film. I don't think it's that much farther after the scene. Yeah, not too much. Yeah. Um, the cops, they're dumb in 66, but they're dumber here. Yeah. They're just like... They're dumber here because this is a more, for lack of a better term, like grown-up world. Because like the 66 shows, it's meant for children. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. They're just like crashing into everything. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, eventually uh, the Bat computer tells Batman where the radio control device is and he punches through <laughs> the floor yeah. to like grab it and destroy Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. I thought that was, I don't know, I thought it, it's that heightened superhero thing that like I kind of like. Oh, I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I, ju- I it's just cool. it just doesn't make sense. up the ridiculous yeah. yeah he's never exhibited super strength before in this version and then yeah. also I mean punch to the car there's a lot of ridiculous stuff in Batman like straight up but yeah. you know the fact that this car look at his car like that already is ridiculous it's a cool car I, I like it but it's ridiculous and he stops just in time before he runs over an old lady. <laughs> With like a baby carriage too, right? Or her groceries. She, yeah, she's groceries, that's what it her is. Her grocery right? car. A baby, a woman with a baby carriage would have been too corny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel like... So, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go Correct ahead. me if I'm wrong, but isn't like part of penguin's persona at least in 66 isn't he supposed to be he's kind of like this proper man who uses like um extraneous vocabulary to kind of like show his like intellect and like that's kind of like his persona right yeah sometimes he, he uses a lot of alliteration yeah so i feel like again just like that whole scene of him like of the this version of penguin like hacking the Batmobile is just so like clownish. Like he's literally on a like a play like quarter ride where you like put a quarter in the slot and it's like he's playing like Daytona USA. Yeah. And it's just like I just don't understand. Like he's a mess, like conceptually, you know? Yeah. Like he's this gross, disgusting like thing which they play up, but then he's also just like, yeah, like kind of like childish, but like, where does he get all these gadgets from? You know what I mean? Like, so here's how I would have played it up. I, I wouldn't have made him like a weird mutant person. I probably would have made him like a petty gang Lord mm-hmm. that like Maxwell Shrek uh, probably like bankrolls. I probably would still do the public persona mayoral thing, but like, his money is where he gets all the his funding for like his weird giant rubber ducky vehicles and stuff. I I definitely wouldn't give him an army of penguins. Like I probably would have made him like a quote unquote more normal person. Mm. But he wouldn't be. He would still be Danny DeVito and like gross. 
like as a human being right not like gross as a physical monster creature (laughs) i get i don't know i get why tim burton made all those decisions they're very tim burton-y decisions yeah yeah like Like, over the top tim burton and a lot of directors i enjoy yeah um not that they don't consider story at all but like since film is a visual medium, I think they want to be like, what is going to look cool? And it, don't don't misunderstand me. Towards the end of the movie, when Danny DeVito is giving a rousing military speech to an army of penguins with missiles strapped to their back, I also love that. Yeah. Come but that does not feel like it, makes, it fits clothes. anywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Batman punches through the floor and gets control of the Batmobile again, just in time for it to be destroyed. Just in time for him to go home and put on his Brooks Brothers outfit. Yeah, he's <laughs> dressed pretty lame for this whole movie. <laughs> he looks like somebody's, like, 1990s dad. I mean, he was Mr. Mom. That's true. Um... The penguin's making a speech and uh, Bruce and Alfred decide to go down into the Batcave and and yeah, I guess it's the, the next scene right after. Yeah. They use the recording of the penguin. Yeah, saying all his horrible shit. Like yeah. Basically revealing his plans to everybody. And he does a very corny like DJ Scratch thing to it. Oh yeah, that was super corny. There, like corny and not a great way. Yeah, yeah. very '90s. Uh, Bruce, and that's not even how CDs work, right? Yeah, Bruce uh, uses a crazy entrance to the Batcave, where like he puts his arm into a fish tank and like clicks a button on a model of Wayne Manor. Which at first I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's so nice that he cares about his fish. <laughs> no, all I could think of was like, wow, this would be really easy with a bust of a a bust you just push the head over and push it. Right. Yeah. Then he gets into like, what are those things called? Black Mariah's? No, Iron Maiden. Iron oh Maiden. yeah, he gets in an Iron Maiden, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then like, again, like, then Bruce Wayne Albert. has an Iron Maiden, a medieval torture device just in his living room. Oh, well, well, he's an eccentric billionaire. Yeah, and that <laughs> is consistent with Batman 89. Yeah, he does have a bunch of medieval weird stuff. He probably left over from Adam's family <laughs> or got it for Adam's family, and they were like, yeah, we have it. <laughs> Did Adam's family come out? The Adam's family movie, obviously, the Adam's family had existed already. Did that movie come out yet in 92? In yeah, I think that, that came out in 91. Yes, because the pinball machine's 91. Um, yeah, but like Alfred's just like, oh, I'll take the stairs. Classic Alfred. And, and he gets like, there like at the same time. Yeah, they get there at the same time. It's like, why the hell did he go through all that? Why not? You have it. You yeah. need to put it in. Just, it, it's a very Tim Burton-y mechanism. Uh, and like, yeah, like very visually interesting choice. Well, and there's something about like that scene in particular where I'm watching Michael Keaton and like he has so many Beetlejuice mannerisms, like the way he's like, like he'll look at he looks at Alfred like the same way, like Beetlejuice, is like come on, like he like throws the hands up and stuff. It's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he doesn't get a chance to do a lot of like fun personality stuff in this movie. 
he has his moments though he, he has, has moments his- but i i feel like he definitely had more in the last in it. i know I, I i mentioned it earlier but like i that's something i i kind of am missing in this yeah i don't know though besides the let's get nuts thing what what are you thinking of well like he had more like scene like scenes to play with well like we mentioned all the medieval stuff like he gets to talk to vicky vale and like that armory thing they have that big awkward dinner at the long table like i don't know there's more things to do the let's get nuts scenes just his best one as bruce wayne it's pretty good yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes in both movies. Uh, and it has nothing to do with Batman. And so that's pretty, like, that's always a good sign when your Bruce Wayne's also cool. Uh, the city turns against the penguin. Yeah, <laughs> very quick. I love that immediately there's like vegetables being thrown at him. And I think doesn't he mention who brings that stuff to a Yeah, a Yeah, he's yeah. like, why is there always somebody who brings vegetables to a city? Yeah. Like rotten cabbages yeah. or whatever. And then he like leaps down on top of something. <laughs> just like box. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just real funny. It's funny watching Danny DeVito do anything, but Danny DeVito in a ridiculous fat suit just waddling around and like yeah. he body slams somebody in the crowd, but then like struggles to get up. Whereas like in real life, that crowd could all just pile on him and just squish him, you know? Yeah, I mean, did, oh, would you, you want to touch him? Previously, him? like, open fire That's with true. a machine gun umbrella. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I think we, I don't think we came to a conclusion with this, but I know we talked about it in the Penguin episodes of 66. But, like, what's the deal with this version of the Penguin and Umbrellas? Is it, yeah, like, is that supposed to be part of, like, a dapper gentleman's attire? I That's think- what we were speculating in the original ones, but like we never we never found out. Paired, you know. Yeah. So they always have like a top hat and an umbrella. Yeah, I and he usually has a monocle. You independently came to that conclusion. Yeah. So I feel like there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's just one of those things. Like he has a, he has a in this version of the penguin, he should have way less resources. Like we've made fun of yeah. the fact he immediately got out of jail and has like a giant umbrella factory that makes like umbrella like seeking missiles and stuff but like you know that's a really goofy world like in this he's got all kinds of insane gadgets and vehicles and stuff right but he's lived in a sewer his whole life my question is who taught him how to read who taught him how to talk well, no he was part of a circus yeah like right, he, he, he was part of a circus so i assume he learned some stuff at some point and the circus i mean it seemed like even before he was an adult it seemed like the circus was involved yeah crime okay which makes sense they're moving from town to town you know yeah and it's like oh there's like i think like i can't remember exactly what it was in the newspaper but it was like oh there was like a disappearance yeah Uh, the circus was gone before anyone could be questioned yeah they they mentioned something like that it's just it's a blinking you miss a thing because i also saw that yeah um as the penguin is like running from the crowd and the police he's taking the same path that his parents took when they threw him over the edge yeah of the bridge and he jumps off the same bridge to return to the sewer because it's uh Oh, a parallel. Wait, somehow finds along the way a giant rubber ducky boat to ride back in his sewer on. Maybe he just always has one on standby. Maybe. If I could, if I could have one on standby. Uh, Of course. Who wouldn't? 
my babies i do love how much he loves his penguins because i feel like so often he, he you, says that but he was gonna just blow them all up but he on several occasions calls them his babies and chooses when there's a situation where it's either the penguin or like um you know i don't know like if there's a choice between the penguin gets hurt or like you potentially great gain ground in this fight he always chooses his penguin over it there's like two occasions i can think of where he saves his penguin you know i feel like so many times henchmen just get you know shat on (laughs) very true but not hench penguin but not hench penguin uh here he has a freak out uh one of his goons calls him oswald and he says, my name is Penguin. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would have, I feel like there was a missed opportunity here where he could have echoed on the yeah. cemetery and he said, I am a bird. My name is Penguin. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I am not a man. My name is Penguin. I mean, he does. I mean, he doesn't say it in the exact order. I think it's supposed he's like, to be I am not a human being. I am an true. animal. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's evocative of it. Yeah. He's like renouncing his humanity. Yeah, and then he's just full monster the rest of the movie. He's full which, monster. Which, which I appreciate because I think that's when he's the best. Agreed. Yeah. When when they're they're letting him just cut loose, like Danny and Vito just cut loose as a bad guy. He's not being used as somebody else's like manipulative, you know. Yeah. I, I think a combination of like, yeah, when, when Penguin is at his like worst in this uh, i don't mean worst performance wise i just mean like no his, his most like disgusting Illness. and like inhumane yeah combination between that and then seeing frank reynolds for so long i was like man <laughs> i can see a version of the penguin that is just is just that and is hilarious and scary the whole movie <laughs> and like i kind of wish that that's what we got obviously this is predates it's always sunny for you know many by many years but uh I don't know. I, I think Danny DeVito is a good actor. I've seen him in like more normal roles, for lack of a better term. Like he, he can do dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's best when like he's allowed to at least get real weird with it. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He's... And like yeah, and like his character in Taxi is like a re- unrepentantly terrible guy, but like he's still like charming and. Uh, like he's still charismatic. Like you still like to watch him, you know, as a viewer. Yeah, I haven't watched any. Of Taxi's a good show, especially when Christopher Lloyd joins the cast. I should check it out. It has yeah. two actors I uh, enjoy a lot. Uh, next scene is the uh, the dance party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max Shrek's like scene. Christmas ball or whatever it's it is. Scene. Yeah, I. It's my favorite scene in the whole goddamn movie. I think it's so good. Okay, I can, I can respect that. Um, in the uh, the entire, all the extras, Max Shrek, everyone's wearing masks, except for Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. Well, because their masks are Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, right? It's exactly. so good. It's so brilliant. Um, 
I I think it was when they first when Batman and Catwoman first met. There was some mistletoe. Yeah, there there, there was a reference to mistletoe at least. Uh, Batman says mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Yeah. yeah. And Catwoman says but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. Yeah. Which is honestly so corny. It's a silly thing to say, (laughs) but then it's wrong here. And then they reverse the lines here, and that's how they realize each other's who they are. It's still so corny. I love it. And then like, that's the kind of corny that I think can work. I like, I don't mind corny. Yeah. I mean, it's all corny. It's a man as a bat. Yeah, but, it's a superhero movie. It's inherently corny. Oh, God. Okay, but corny isn't interchangeable with poorly written. And I think that that was just not. If, 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 if the movie was more in line with like that, like with like the 60s Batman show's tone, tone that line would be totally fine and awesome. But and because think, this like, is like a weird, dark Tim Burton-y thing, like it's corny, corny. I think Tim Burton is dark, but he is also silly. Yeah. He's very silly. Um, Kiwi's Big Adventure is an extremely silly movie. Yeah. But that movie's great. I just think like their reaction to like finding out who each other is is like, oh God, like that is like maybe the best acting like the two of them do in the entire movie i would i would agree that's probably the best acting scene in the whole movie definitely well it's the only time they actually get to act i feel like they're not just and i I think that's why the michael keaton thing sticks out to me where he doesn't get to really do much in terms of acting like that you know what i mean where you get there's more scenes of him being able to like Flexes acting muscles in the first movie. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like when you're Batman, you're not, there's not really much to act. Especially but, once you got yeah, your origin yeah. movie out of the way, you know? Yeah. You're just like, and I, I wouldn't even well, call it Especially because you can't move. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, I wouldn't call it an origin movie either, but like as an audience, we've been introduced to Batman and Bruce Wayne and like what makes them tick yeah. as characters already. But yeah. So it's an origin. It, it's more of an introduction to the character. We've gotten that out of the way rather than an origin, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yes. But yeah, oh God, this dance scene. So good. I love it. Like I said, I, I respect that if that's your favorite scene in the movie. I, I like the goofy Batmobile thing. And yeah, it's just like Selena Kyle is like slipping like the lines between her and Catwoman are like basically non-existent like she pulls out a gun like in front of everybody yeah and it's just like yeah I'm killing Max Shrek right now you know it's the right thing to do yeah and I I think again if they were going if if this scene makes it, it this movie frustrates me in a lot of ways. And I think we've talked about some of this, like, yeah, there's in this scene, you can see elements where like, I think this would have been a really compelling character if she was played like less broken and goofy in scenes. Do you know what? Like the Batman kind of has a similar thing between Batman and uh, Catwoman. 
And I think it works better where she's trying to get revenge on somebody in that movie and he's trying to like not have her get revenge. Yeah. I, I think it works better in that. But like the that movie's much, much more serious and like realistic. Yeah. Yeah. This one's definitely meant to be silly. Yeah, and I, I wish it leaned more into that. Because it or I, I wish it leaned more one way or the other. Um because that's a problem I have with Batman Forever too. But like I think Batman Forever is an ex- much worse movie in overall. Batman Forever, I I think runs the problem of like being based off of a Tim Burton like vision. Yeah. But not directed by Tim Burton. That's what I mean. Like it it, it it's yeah, it's it's too much. That one's got too like very strong because Joel Schumacher's take on Batman and Tim Burton's take on Batman clash really hard. For sure. Uh, and that one I think because it's trying to have a foot in both camps extremely doesn't work because like when they finally get rid of like the Tim Burton influence in Batman and Robin, I find that movie kind of fun. Yeah, it's uh, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I find it a lot more watchable. Um, I think this is a better movie than that one, but I prefer to watch Batman and Robin versus Batman Returns. I don't know. I mean, just... I, I totally get why people would not agree movie. with me on that. I'm not saying Batman and Robin is a good movie, but I it, some I, I find it more entertaining. So after the dance, yeah. Penguin, well, the penguin shows up and, and he explodes the yeah. dance floor because that's yeah, only as way you would, right? Makes quite an entrance. And I don't mean with his dance moves. I mean he literally. I kind of wish it was with his dance moves. Because then we could have had the penguin. Like yeah, people could do the penguin. You know what? And it could have been a big dance craze in the nineties. That this movie doesn't have that the one before it did. It does not have a dance scene where there's like legit music playing and the villain is just like dancing their way. You know what? I that is something this movie has, I think, over 89 is I think the Prince songs in it date that movie in a way where whether they mm. weren't in it, the movie would feel timeless. Like it would feel like it just kind of exists in like a fairy like a, a fantastical version of the real that. world. This movie doesn't have like an intrusive intrusive pop songs. Like the Prince songs take me out of Batman 89. I agree. When they happen. And it's no kiss by a rose or whatever that song is. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he explodes the dance floor. He unveils his plan of the Pagan army going after all the firstborn children. Is it specifically the firstborn children, right? Yeah. Firstborn males. And maybe you guys have the answer why does max shrek give a shit so much about his son i mean is it purely just parental love i mean his son was only like one scene before this and like they didn't even really do it or do or say anything it's just like oh it's his son i don't know he would be such a self-centered piece of shit that he wouldn't care i think it's different they set it up though did they because the first time you see Chip uh, Chip Shrek 
Um, he comes through the door in the office right next to a painting of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, like, a, I mean, it kind of clashes with the kind of character like they're portraying yeah. uh, Max as, but they, they've threaded it throughout the movie. So you have that where like any other crime boss would just have a picture of them. That's true. Like an oil painting of them. He is one of him and his son. He's attempt, like when he's having the meeting with Bruce, Yeah, he's like, the, I'm attempting to leave a legacy for Chip. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they set up a little bit and like, you can be a bad guy and still not want your son to die. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just don't it is kind of like an egomaniac yeah. who would then, I, I like, think they could him. have set it up better if the movie was focused on one less villain at something you know what i mean i guess but why does he even have a son his son doesn't even play a part his son reminded me so much of eric trump just, it does like this... look like eric trump That's yeah so <laughs> yeah i think it maybe is supposed to humanize him a little bit i i don't know I, I mean, I can't, he can't be humanized when he has painted on eyebrows and fucking Einstein hair. Like, no. just let him be a, an insane person. Yeah, why, why can't he have Christopher Walken's hair? <laughs> this is a Tim Burton movie, and he looks like a Tim Burton he character. He does. Like, more than any other of the non You know, other than Pee Herman at the beginning. Yeah, that's You true. know, we haven't had a chance, we didn't really talk about Christopher Walken and, and Max Shrek in general, like, I don't know. It's kind of there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't know what you guys think about him. Like, uh, he, I mean, Christopher Walken, I think he's doing a fine job. I enjoy watching the man. Yeah, always. I enjoy listening to the man. Always. Yeah. Um, he's definitely just a stand in, a placeholder for a big name. For, uh, I mean, Christopher Walken was a big Army name Dead. at this point, too. Right. I'm sorry. Christopher Walken was super famous at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but the character is just a stand-in for the Harvey Dent character. See, I would like this a lot less, a lot, I would like it a lot less if it was Harvey Dent. I mean, it would be a different movie. It would, but like I, I don't know if I like Harvey. I, I like Harvey Dent more when he becomes a bad guy when the two-faced thing happens. I like because then it's more of a tragic thing. Like in the Batman 89 comic, which is a sequel to this, like that's kind of what happens. You know, it's, it's more it's more of a traditional Two-Face story. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I know if Harvey Dent was meant to be a villain in this, but... Yeah. I could see him being manipulated into like helping the Penguin do a mayoral thing. That might be all right. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I yeah, I, I don't know, but... Yeah, the Maxwell Shrek character is not very. He's just a shithead. He well, he's just like a stock bad business guy character. Target for literally all of them by the end. Yeah, but they don't really come together to defeat him. Yeah, I mean, they have different ways of wanting to defeat him. Yeah, like he is there to cause conflict between Batman and Catwoman while also like 
you know, empowering the penguin. Um, now he's in a giant bird cage, so. <laughs> yeah. The penguin puts him in a cage. I love that whenever he's in the sewer, he's like covering his mouth to like not get breathe in the germs or whatever. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's also got stink. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I am sure. Yeah. I've never been in a sewer, but you're really got to imagine. Apparently, there's lots of penguins that live down there. Yeah, it's obviously it connects to where like the penguin cage is. <laughs> you know, I feel like that zoo would be in direct violation. Uh, it's not open anymore, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the penguin's gang is going around town, or no, the penguin is releasing the penguins, right? Yeah. In a tiny train. Well, no, because Batman the, saved the all the kids. kids. Are, oh, yeah, they're collecting the Yeah, the gang the is stealing the kids, yeah. Well, Batman's able to save all of them, and that's why uh, he re- he's like, we're going full penguin apocalypse. Yeah. I kind of love the lead like, circus guy. Is mm-hmm. So... The monkey grinder. Do you remember a, a show when we were kids called Erie, Indiana? I remember it existing. I don't think I ever watched it. So, yeah, I mean, for anyone listening, Erie, Indiana was basically like Goosebumps or like it was like X Files. It was X Files for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like it had a re- reoccurring protagonists, and every week, they would deal with some weird thing happening in their town. It's like a proto-Gravity Falls. Yes. But like that lead guy like played the mummy or something in that show. I, I don't know why I didn't watch that show. I would have been really into that. I, I, I think it just came on a channel or a time where I wasn't watching TV. Yeah. It was, it was a Fox Kids program, I remember. Yeah. I, I, I remember it coming on because I was like, oh, Eerie in the end. Because like Lake Erie. I was like, oh, I get it. And then I just never watched it. Yeah. Ah, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you get the opportunity to, to watch it. Yeah. But the lead guy plays a mummy in that show. Yeah. I He just like, I just, he, he looks so distinct. It's like, oh, it's that guy. Okay. Is that the guy the penguin like shoots? His, you know, when he shows how serious he is? No. No, that's some like He's sad the clown man. Grinder. Okay. Oh, the monkey grinder guy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Not from your end, but I, 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 he's a character actor. You see him in things. Yeah, yeah. And he's usually playing like a weird, creepy looking guy. He almost looks like he should be in like Rob Zombie movies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get this scene with the bat boat. Yep. Yeah, it's like cruising through the sewers. It's like, it well, was the cool. turtles thing, like the sewer skater or something? Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, remind me of Sewer Sharks, like all the PV, POV shots and stuff. Remember that Sega CD game? No. Yeah, you're basically it, you're in a thing doing that, and you like you shoot monsters. It's an FMV game. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I I'm pretty sure it was Sega CD. I've never played a that. Sega CD. Damn. You are not missing out on much. There's like a couple games I wanted for it, but most of them have been re-released 
Yeah. Okay, you two, let's get back on track and talk about the army of penguins that's swarming the city. Yeah, well, they're their tiny custom-made bomb backpacks. They're pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so I didn't I was have gonna... these toys, but you could get like a a two-pack penguin-like toy mm-hmm. as part of the Batman Returns toy line. So like when I was a kid, I thought they were like robotic penguins that the penguin made because they're so fake. I think they're supposed to be real uh, and watching it now. Yes, they're definitely yeah. supposed to be real. Oh, yeah. the bombs, you mean? No, the, the penguins. When I was a kid, I thought they were like robot penguins he had. Oh, no, I think they're all like the... the they're supposed to be real. real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially but they're like they're really bad in the water or like, or like kids in costumes. Yeah, they're just being like controlled remotely. And yeah, then Batman, Batman jams the signal. Or yeah, Batman jams it and sends them all back and then blows up everything. Yeah, I love like before the penguins are about to explode the penguin base. Yeah. Like everyone just starts like peacing out. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, everyone just leaves all his henchmen. Yeah, like they're like, like the clowns are cartwheeling away and that. <laughs> That woman that, like, with the dog just like fades into the shadows. Yeah. It's like that Homer Simpson gift After where he goes counting. Into the yeah. 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 It's such a weird nine. That's a very like Tim Burton. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Well, at the end of it, everyone, all the humans leave him, but the penguins, because he's one of them, stay. And then they're weirdly pallbearers for him and then throw him into the water. That's <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's so weird. It's so weird another scene that's maybe too long yeah i can dig it well batman has the penguins explode nade everything in the base yeah and uh we get kind of the final confrontation yeah uh yeah the the penguins pretty much beaten how exactly does he die well, he comes back. He dies, but then he comes back. And then dies. Back Shrek thing, and then he dies again. So what, does he, he like gets hurt in the explode? Oh yeah, he's trying to get away. Yeah. And he's like driving his duck thing. <laughs> but like the bat boat crushes him. Yeah. But then how does he end up in the water? He like goes down that little like penguins slide so they can slide into the water his body after he like collapses oh, but he's anyway. boat. well once penguins done then like then it becomes about you know batman catwoman and her revenge on max shrek yeah and that's like kind of the real climax yeah of the movie. uh and like i think it's a good action scene as well and again and it, it a different movie i think i would really like that angle with catwoman where she's out for revenge isn't like a cat burglar or she could have been in like then still want revenge on somebody but you know batman can see that she's not a bad guy you know what i mean and is trying to like reason with her yeah i mean i think this is like like all the major players of this movie are just like all really 
they're varying degrees of damaged people. Yeah. I, I think if the movie were to play play a lot of more of that up, I think it would be good. I think if the movie were or a different, or, you know, I guess I can see it going in two different ways where they play up like those elements. And I think it could be really compelling or they play up the really goofy elements. And I think I would really like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it works. If for, if, if for you or anyone listening, it works. That's fine. I don't, I don't think this is really a bad movie. I just, it doesn't do much for me. Um, which is why I don't really, like I said, I haven't watched it in like 20 years. I, you know, I'm probably not going to revisit it again anytime soon. Whereas like, I like Batman 89. I also don't put that movie in super high regard. I know some people do. I think it's your favorite Batman movie, right, Kendall? Oh yeah, it's my favorite Batman movie. So like, to me, that one's, it's a good movie. I like the movie. But to me, it's kind of like baseline Batman. Is the way I describe it, where like it's kind of what I expect from a Batman movie, and then I compare things. Either I like things more than it, or I like things less than it. If that does, if that makes any sense. I'm curious what you like more than that movie. Well, I mean, uh, in my other podcast, Level Up and Friends, we did a whole episode where we ranked all of the Batman movies at the time, which was pre the Batman. Um, so if you guys want, we can always like I can leave a link for that in the description. Um, but I, yeah, because like my favorite, it's hard for me to pick a, a favorite Batman movie because like I have two different like flavors I like to go for. Um, I'm not sure how the Batman fits into it, so it's either the Dark Knight slash the Batman if I want a serious Batman movie, or Batman the movie if I just want to have fun. Yeah, I it's I just mean... in the which depends which one the mood for. I think I've watched Batman the movie the most. If that makes any kind of clarification for anybody. So I feel like Returns is, and I don't know how much this is true for like, you know, deep comic book nerds, but I feel like Returns is kind of up there on a lot of people's lists. And I feel like I didn't get it before. And now I do, I get it a little more. I think this has, like, I don't know. It's all, I, I mean, all reasons I've, I've already stated, but yeah. like, I think Catwoman is so compelling in this. Uh, and I will agree to disagree. Yeah, I would, she's just like a broken person. And, and now that you've explained it to me, I, I, I get that perspective. I, 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 do not share that perspective. Um, to be fair, I don't think there's been a lot of really compelling theatrical Catwomen. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises Catwoman's kind of lame. The, the Batman one's pretty good. I, I got a lot. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's but there's been a lot of versions of Catwoman, and like there's 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 been many versions of Catwoman I've enjoyed. Um, but she's also not one of my favorite Batman villains. Um, she she's a little bit like the Joker and some other characters to me, where like they get used a lot and they kind of have like a handful of compelling stories that you're just kind of seeing iterations of, uh, you know, over and over again. And like that to me gets a little boring. Um, I appreciate them trying to do something different. I 
I do like when things are, are being are reinvented and are different from previous things I've seen in general. It's just sometimes it doesn't work and for me and that's fine. I just move on with my day. How do you feel uh, about Shrek uh, firing Selena Kyle? Oh, firing her and throwing her out the window? No. no, no. So at the at the end when like you know so, uh, Catwoman and Batman are having like their like final heart to heart and Batman rips off his mask which yeah. you wanted to say something about no it just looks I think like we all like know that that rubber cowl was like really difficult to wear and to move in and then when he rips it off it just looks so stupid yeah. Why wouldn't they just have him take the whole fucking thing off? Or just make a special version that could just come off for that yeah. scene. Yeah. I mean, it took so long for them to get superhero masks right. If you yeah. notice in the Raimi trilogy uh, for Spider-Man, every time Peter takes his masks off, his mask off, it's like there's a, a cut right before because like the remove the easily removable version of the mask is not a mask that would look good. I mean, yeah, because because in that, like, he's got some, he's got a thing underneath between his face and the mask that like shapes it. Uh, because otherwise, like, Spider Man's mask in real life would like look terrible on a person, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, it just very weird. It just like rips off. Yeah. yeah, it looks bad. And then yeah. he runs around with it like that for the end of the movie. It looks like he's wearing a neck brace. It was just a weird choice. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with a neck brace, but I feel like he's trying to be like epic. It's very distracting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when Max Shrek when Max Shrek uh you know, figures out that Catwoman is Selena Kyle. He's just like, Selena Kyle, you're fired. I just think it's so funny. Yeah, the guy gave me like classic 80s Trump vibes and like that's part of it. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think that's kind of funny as like a thing. I was like, ah, that, that didn't bother me one way or the other. It didn't enhance the scene at all, but like whatever. And then when Penguin, so yeah, uh, Catwoman Selena uh, uses her second to last life to electrocute herself and Max Shrek. Uh, you know, killing the two of them. Batman decides to leave. Everyone's dead except him. And then Penguin rises from the water. He's fucking bleeding everywhere. And he's like sneaking up on Batman. And then he like, Batman turns around and notices him, but he's like grabbed an umbrella. And oh, yeah. like he opens it and it's just like the Mobio one. He's like, oh shit, I grabbed a cute one. <laughs> and then he just dies. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and then the penguins, six penguins, act like pole bears and kind of like walk alongside him and drag him into the water. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, but visually it's neat. It is. 
and yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely what Burton goes for. Yeah, uh, I. So my opinion on Tim Burton's fluctuated a lot over the course of my life. Uh, when I was younger, he was one of my favorite directors, but like, especially in the you know the two thousands onward, like he's made a lot of crappy movies. I think he's a an interesting creator, but like I don't. He's he's very inconsistent, in a way that's very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, if you follow his career, it's his early stuff. Yeah, his early stuff's his better stuff. But like, you know, once he became a, you know, a very rich, successful, beloved director. Yeah, it becomes like an art versus, or or um, art from adversity. Like, I think having limitations on certain creators does make better work. Yeah, well, I just think he's like no longer the damaged, like, weirdo he once was. And like. It's like once you're accepted, like how are you going to make like not that any of this was ever like outsider art, but well, like I mean, he's made he made stuff. I, I would say his first really big movie was Batman '89. Um, like I know PB was a hit before that, but like '89 like blew up. Um, but like he still made movies after that. I really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, we talked about Edward Scissorhands. I re- the last movie he did that I really liked was Big Fish. Yeah, Big Fish was good. Beetlejuice was great. I think Beetlejuice come before or after Batman, because it's also Michael Keaton. I th- I think it was before. I think it's like a little bit before that. Yeah, I I think it's Pee Wee, Beetlejuice, Batman. Yeah, I think so too. Edward Which- Scissorhands, Batman Returns. Can can we also? I guess let's. And then it that way, like, what a strange choice for Batman to put in creative control. Then, I'm sorry, he's kind of a strange choice for Batman. Then, at the time, I mean, not that strange though. I I don't think they were expecting that movie to be what it was. They had to though, because I know they were trying to like replicate the success of Superman. I don't know. I, I've never read any interviews on why he got it. Just because, you know, since this was the movies when we were kids, like, I've just never thought about, like, oh, yeah, of course it'd be Tim Burton. Those movies were good. And people liked them. Yeah, but... I, I'm just trying to think of, like, a big studio thing. Like, that, you know, they weren't no-budget movies. Like you said, he, there wasn't outsider art he was making. Whereas, like, you can view Pee Wee Herman and, and Beetlejuice as, like, kind of strange. Like you, like I wouldn't expect Beetlejuice to be a big hit, even though I think it had a decent budget because it had pretty yeah, good yeah, special effects, sure. you know. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh Tim Burton like was a Disney, like he, he was like a Disney animator Disney. or storyboarder, right? Yeah. Um like it's not like he was nobody coming up yeah. making like indie flicks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think not that he was like a huge success, 
previously, but I think like Pee Wee and Beetlejuice both performed better than expected. Yeah. Oh, just I like I said, I never thought about it till just now when we're going over like what he made right before that. Like, yeah, that's not who I would have expected them to to tap for it. I mean, I I wish I knew like bigger directors of that time. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I I don't know who I would have expected them to do, but I mean, maybe he had a you know a, he he clearly had a vision for the movie, and maybe it just you know that's what they were looking for at the time, and they want to do that. I has he ever spoken like is he was he a big comic book guy? I don't know. I mean, I don't he, know if like he just had a love for Batman and like really was pursuing it. What's that? I have no idea. I know Jules Schumacher didn't care. He was just work for hire than the sequels. All right. Well, uh, I yeah, think- we'll probably, uh, let's, you know, I think we've, I think I've said all I'm, I'm going to say about Batman Returns, other than like, that's a bad title. Huh. I think, uh, so yeah, the movie ends. Catwoman is sneaking around in the shadows, and yeah, she's Wayne presumed dead. Batman cat. finds her, or Bruce Wayne finds her cat, and kind of takes it in. Yeah, she to the audience that she's still alive, but you know the characters not, not to him. Yeah. I I don't know how the Batman eighty nine comic reads, but it's good. I'm I'm very curious about how she is portrayed. I kind of want to reread it again now that I've watched that. Like this movie's fresh in my mind, um, but I really liked. I if if I take if you take it as the third Tim Burton Batman movie, I think it's my favorite one. And you know what? It kind of like she's in it, but she's not like one of the main characters. Even though it's it's doing Robin and Two Face, um, like she shows up like issue three or four, like she's you know like about halfway through it. Um, so she's not like super duper involved, but I feel like she's more put together for lack of a better term versus this. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to reread it. It's good. It's uh, out in trade paperback now, if anyone's curious. Huh. Can you get that at Level Up Entertainment? You could. Um, I don't think I have any at the moment because we're filming this the week before Christmas and everything's selling out. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you guys got any other final thoughts? No, no other oh, final well, thoughts. One uh, thing I want to bring up, um, I don't think this is a very good Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, Christmas is more of the backdrop, yeah. Like, I think Die Hard has a stronger connection to Christmas. That makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, I. This is a movie that I think you can just watch whenever you want. Yeah. I get I get a winter vibe from it more than a Christmas vibe. Yeah. Like it definitely like when you watch it, like the city does feel cold, even though it's clearly like a set with like set snow, you know? Yeah. Like remnants. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I think watching this movie with a more analytical eye i like it more than i ever have okay 
I, I, I would call this a divisive movie. Um, I don't, I am pretty, that's the vibe I get from like the general fandom. Uh, it's divisive, but people generally seem to like it. I guess that's also comparing it to like people really hate the sequels. Um, Forever is just, I can't Forever. say, or I will say, uh, yeah. I'm happy Catwoman doesn't come back in any of the other movies. Yeah, that was a good call. Because it's just like, what is she going to do? Well, those movies are, they already have the problem of too many characters. And then like big bloated budgets. So like you'd have to pay Michelle Pfeiffer to show up. And like, mean, she, she might have also been like, I don't want to be involved. Like might have read the script and be like, this sucks. I mean, just there's nothing else. There's nowhere else for that character to go. I yeah. kind of don't even like that she's there in costume at the end. Yeah. Like, I think like a good conclusion for her is she just is gone. Yeah, I forget exactly. Like, like I read Batman 89's trade not too long, like not too long ago in the sense that it was like this summer. Um, but like she does get involved in the plot, but like it's a it's a smaller part. Yeah, and I mean it it had been so long since you watched this movie. Yeah, I'd forgotten big elements of her. Uh, that like it didn't it didn't really it felt like I didn't need to know in too much detail uh, about the Batman Returns version of her when I read the comic. But yeah, so I think that that's going to do us for this episode, right? Yeah, uh, Kayla already left. Yeah, she went to bed. No, well, well we got some work to do. Uh, yeah. This one on this is like feature length episode. Yeah, yeah. This this did go on for a while. I'm very sorry, uh, but thank you for taking up editing duties for this one. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get this uh, edited in the next day. Um, we're gonna take uh, the last week in December off from the podcast. Um, you know, just the holidays. It's kind of hard to get together and with, with our schedules and stuff. But we'll return in the new year. Um. Well, thank you for listening, if you still are. Um, hopefully this was enlightening for you. Like, you know, we don't always see eye to eye on these things, but we are friends. And part of what makes these kinds of things interesting is just if we all agreed, like, it wouldn't be fun to talk about these things. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I was excited to, to talk about this one because I could sense Kayla while we were watching it was you know she was very vocal about like not enjoying certain aspects yeah um and i am i am glad we got a uh, female perspective on this portrayal of catwoman yeah um yeah me too and yeah maybe we should uh make an effort to get a female perspective on uh Catwoman when she inevitably shows up in the in our proper series. Yeah, and I know if you're listening to these in release order, when a villain usually shows up, we talk about our history with them. We're saving Catwoman for the Catwoman episode. Um, but I I am looking forward to when Catwoman shows up in '66. They already teased her. You know the mystique is there. Yeah, 
probably the only uh only one who got teased yeah i doubt we're gonna get much more of that um but we'll see i am you know i'm relatively excited for the next episode of that since we're doing mad hatter because i was i was trepidatious for uh zelda the great but i ended up really enjoying that so you know mad hatter is not a character i'd be particularly excited for but like hey maybe it'll be a fun take on him i mean there there are i mean we'll we'll save it for the mad hatter episode but there's at least one story i really like with them yeah yeah we'll save it for that hopefully that's enough of a tease but uh well merry christmas happy holidays happy new year uh you know whatever you're celebrating uh or not celebrating is fine um but yeah i guess we'll see you guys in 2023 yeah catch us back here same bat time same bat channel